0: Hello everyone, welcome to the final episodes of season 1 of the podcast, recorded on December 16th, 2022. Since this topic is the season finale, we are going to be doing it slightly differently than the other episodes. It is going to be an extended discussion this time. It may be all one episode, or it may be split into two. Uh, But before we get started though, let's introduce everyone. I'm your host Ventor, a small time streamer with big time dreams. You can follow me on most platforms under Vent Tornado, including but not limited to Minds Gab, YouTube, and Rumble. Now I'm gonna pass it on over to my co-host John and his intro. Hello
1: everyone, I am sophomore John, co-host Extraordinaire, greatest man that ever lived and the hottest guy. That has survived the Seven Suns and Seven Seas. Uh, I also am a streamer, which you can find me on Twitch, as well as Rumble. Uh, it's sophomore John S-O-P-H-M-O-R-E-J-O-H-N, spelled incorrectly because sophomores are stupid. Uh, I also post videos on YouTube and Rumble as well. And I uh, am on Twitter, but I don't really say anything. Uh, with that being said, let's uh, say hello to our guests for tonight. I'd like to welcome back uh, a good friend, uh, Charlie Brown.
2: Hey, everyone. I'm Charlie Brown642, and thank you, Ven and Sophomore John, for having me again. I am a gamer over on Rumble, and you can also follow me on Gab, Truth Social, Gilded, and Locals. And occasionally, you can find me on my sister's horror movie podcast called beware the moon with that being said i'm gonna pass it on to the next guest that's here with us
3: hi my name is irish uh i'm a streamer on twitch and i usually play world of warcraft
1: thank you that's all i know <laughs>
0: <laughs> thank you and, to and both charlie and irish uh, which we... your
1: handle on twitch real quick irish so people can follow you there uh, Irish Undead?
0: Isn't it? Underscore Undead? I was about to say, isn't it underscore undead? <laughs> no, not really. Move on. <laughs> Alrighty, uh, we only have two guests right now. A third may or may not pop in later in the episode. We will have to find out. Uh, but in the meantime, let's get started. Uh, the topic for today is... Dun, 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 civil war, more specifically, a second civil war. I personally believe that the country has become so divided that a second civil war is completely and totally possible. In many ways, uh, we could already be in one. Uh, I can elaborate later in the podcast. Uh, But with that being said, I'll leave it off there so we can get our guests raw opinions on the topic. Uh, Let's move on to the guests and their opinions on the Civil War 2.0 subject, starting with Charlie Brown.
2: Yeah, I definitely see that because of what's been happening lately. I think it's possible that there's quite a bit of division and that it is possible that uh, there are people who are willing to cause a civil war and may even want it.
0: Okay. Uh, And then let's pass it on over to Irish. What is your opinions on a potential second civil war?
3: The problem is your standard civil war left versus right concept isn't even going to be there. It's going to be more of a... It can go in three different ways. uh, Republicans versus Democrats uh standard race uh war and god forbid let's bring in the concept of religion into it all because everybody's pissed off at everybody for some stupid reason
0: okay thank you you definitely bring up a few valid points there uh with the political parties religion and race we're definitely going to elaborate on all that Uh, But before we get into the open discussion, I want to let my co-host John uh, and state his general opinions on the subject.
1: So I definitely find it to be an incredibly interesting subject. Uh, Obviously, what Charlie had already said, the country is uh, fairly divided uh, due to the media and other uh, forms of entertainment. Um, But there's... There's also a war going on in the religious community, as is, outside of politics even, um, that's tearing it apart. So do I think a civil war is possible? I think we might already be in one, but it's um, a different type of war. Fourth and fifth generational warfare. Uh, This is an information war. There's not boots on the ground. There's not shots being fired. Although there is that very real possibility that it could uh, turn to shots being fired and uh, I think we're a bit off from that but currently right now I think we are in an information civil war and that's raging like a madman right now so that's kind of like my very easy thoughts on the subject as as of the moment
0: okay thank you John Uh, We touched on it a little bit in the opening opinions, but the first question for tonight is going to be, uh, are we headed for a second civil war? I would like to elaborate on uh, those possibilities. Um, Is it even possible? Let's start there. Is a second civil war even possible? Uh, One thing that I would like to bring up in the discussion is that America's first civil war was very unique. There were uh, very defined sides. You had the North versus the South. You had states that were for slavery, states that weren't for slavery. Uh, It goes even more in depth than just the slavery topic. But if you look at other countries and their own civil wars, you start to come to the conclusion that usually civil wars aren't that black and white as ours were. It was more of a whole bunch of different factions all fighting for control. Um, At least that's been my understanding. Uh, What do you say about what I brought up there, Iris? You mentioned a little bit about how there's like a bunch of different sides going at it, and like religion, politics, race, so on and so forth. Uh, what are your thoughts on it?
4: Um, I'm gonna put it this way: I honestly don't think.
3: I mean, yes, it is possible that a civil war would break out, but I think at the moment, all freaking politics are doing is stoking that fire. They're throwing the this stuff in there, and just throwing bull crap into the this, you know. The smoldered crap that's already there, and stoking it to keep it going, with them talking about you know race and stuff like that. That's the big thing that's gonna bring it. It's nothing else. It's like they're they don't want to let go of the racism that uh, everybody else is ready to let go of because of you know it's cops that are have power, but it's they don't mention. The black cop beating a white kid. It's a white cop beating a black kid, they mentioned, which pisses off the black community and puts us all in a state of, you know, as whites, you know, um, in fear of, you know, us doing anything to protect ourselves could be considered a racist act, which could lead into a war on that end. Religion, each religion has their. Their own point of view on God, or you know how they portray Him or, or Her or you know it, and nobody's going to get along on that because you've got too many
4: different religions right there that follow the same deity in general.
0: Okay, I get you. Um, do you think a second civil war would look more like the one we already had, or more like civil wars in other countries, where it's more chaos instead of one side versus the other? Which one do you think is more likely? Uh, if you're willing to answer that question, Irish.
4: Um, um I don't. I
3: think the Civil War will be somewhat similar to the first one we had, but not a one-versus-one. It's going to be... Because you've got to think about it. We've got multiple religions. We've got multiple races out there. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, so there's a possibility that it's more likely going to be multiple sides to the war than just, you know, one-on-one in a sense. So it could be more chaotic than your standard civil war.
0: So basically somewhere in between the two extremes. Yeah. Okay. What well, about you, Charlie Brown? Uh, what do you think about um the topics discussed so far,
2: I do think that if there were a civil war that were to happen, like one that involves like physical violence and stuff, I think it would be more chaotic because there are they are trying to you see like the mainstream media is often trying to like create talking points, you create as much division as possible in every single aspect of society, whether it be race, gender. Uh, ...religion, any sort of ideology, and it just kind of seems like they have an agenda to that they're pushing. And I don't think a civil war would be good for us, because as, Ameri- like, as the country of the United States of America, we are hated by a lot of countries. So if we were to break out into a civil war, it would not surprise me if other countries were to take advantage of that chaos... And jump on top of that opportunity to try and destroy America. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying?
0: Oh, yeah. I agree with that. I don't think anybody thinks that a second civil war would be beneficial. But like both you and Iris said, there's a lot of people that are stoking the fire. Like it started off as embers, but after everything that's happened since uh, 2016, 2012, It just keeps getting bigger and bigger, the fire, and eventually it's gonna become uncontrollable. Um, Before changing the subjects, I do wanna, or I should say going more in depth into this one, I want John's opinions on it, my co-host. Well,
1: so I think everyone, uh, possibly everyone here on the current panel, would agree that there's a huge group of people that are uh, essentially trying to destroy the country from the inside out. Uh, there's a lot of people that want to make America a socialist or communist country, and they're they're using elementary schools and universities, and uh, not just media, but you know, entertainment and music, uh, to do so. And they've been fairly successful over the past 60 years um, and they're only getting better and And you can see it in groups like uh, Antifa or Black Lives Matter, uh, the John Brown Gun Club, the, those groups where anti- Antifa is uh, more the militant side uh, of things, but those guys are going out getting gun training, um, you know, they're they're helping to push a moral decay in the country that has been um, declining for sixty plus years since at least the 1960s. s. Um, and you have this, you know, I, this uh, gender ideology that they're they're pushing in the schools, um, and then it's also turning around and in, uh, infecting religions. So. Um, I, I understand what, what Irish is getting at with the different religions, um, but in this case, this isn't, I'm going to disagree with you and say, this is not going to come down to a religious war. This is going to come down to an ideological war, um, and I can tell you that because you can look at, um, the first Baptist, or the, the Baptist church, like, the, they have a big convention. It's it, probably the biggest convention of churches uh, in the United States. In fact, I know it is. And a few years ago, um, a huge chunk, I want to say half, I, I don't know the exact numbers, but it's half or over half or just under half, of the churches wanted to uh, accept these... Um, critical race theory teachings into their church, uh, allowing uh, homosexuality uh, and other things that go against the their religious doctrine. Uh, these are, by the way, also things that would go against uh, Muslim doctrine, Jewish doctrine, Catholic doctrine. Uh, I'm one of those weird guys. I don't think Catholics and Christians are the same. Um, that's a debate we can have later on. Uh, but the point still stands. So right now the church is already fighting. They're fighting themselves over theologically based uh, beliefs and whether or not they want to take the secular ground or they want to continue on with the Bible. What's going to happen is that the folks that uh, still follow the Bible, follow those teachings, they're going to start being, and they already are, being labeled as racist and homophobic and Nazis and and this that and the other because they're they're not accepting of what the status quo is, which is what these people are trying to do. They're trying to force people into an ideal uh, and, and and an ideological belief system, and if you don't like it, um, they're going to shut you up. Uh, so I don't believe this is going to be a. It it is not going to come down to religion. There's religious infighting, but that's basically at this point it's um it's not i mean it's important don't get me wrong it's important but it's not it's to throw people off from what's really going on in the background
0: it's not gonna be the spark that ignites it
1: it's definitely not the spark that ignites it in fact um george floyd i believe was saint george floyd sorry uh i'll praise saint george floyd um that was a test run. I think George Floyd was the test run to see what they could get away with. and by the way, they got away with a lot. Um, and that's scary uh, it's that's it's incredibly scary. Um obviously, like Elon Musk buying Twitter has thrown a huge kink in the um in the in the monkey system uh, because now they can't um. They can't control Twitter. For for an, for example, um, as of today's recording, December 16th, Twitter files number six dropped today. And we just found out that the FBI had 80 people, 80 people watching, monitoring, and looking at Twitter and then sending messages back to one guy in the San Francisco field office who would then relay those messages to Twitter to have people uh, suspended or banned or whatever. So, uh, this is a, this isn't, an, there's an inside government coup going on almost. Um, oh, but yeah. if, if we're... we're talking about just regular, everyday American people, um, good, God fearing, Gun-toting or gun-loving, however you see it, patriotic American people, they do not want to shoot Americans. Um, and, And you can see that. But there's a whole swath of society that has no morals, no values, that they don't have a problem ending another person's life if it justifies the means. Um But this is more importantly, and I'm sorry, I'm taking so long guys i'm I'm just trying to really calculate my thoughts a bit and no maybe problem. give you give you some more to talk about on this subject because again we're 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 only brushing at the moment. There is a an information warfare going on. So most of you guys here on this panel won't remember what life was like before the Internet. I grew up in a time where there was no Internet, and then I grew up when the Internet was just being introduced, and I've been through that. You used to be able to – you used to watch your news shows, and you had no – you know, you, you just believed the people on the news, because you, you, you know, or when what you read in the paper, because you had no, no, you had no way of knowing any other way for the most part.
2: Now, alternate means of finding the
1: truth. The or, information. Well, I mean, there there are some, but it, it took a lot of work. It takes a lot of work. Or if you were not there on the ground, when something was happen, happening, right? Like Tiananmen Square is a perfect yeah. example. So, but now... You can watch in real time a news story break. A, a great example of this was um, um, what happened to Kyle Rittenhouse. That whole situation played out on Twitter on by journalists being on the ground, uploading those videos, and you basically saw Kyle Rittenhouse defending himself from people that were trying to kill him. George Floyd, the whole George Floyd incident was right there on video. People can now see an article from the New York Times and go and call BS because independent media or whatever, who, the internet affords us the avail- availability to see more sides of the story, or the entirety of the story, depending on the journalist. And you can see in the reporting of a lot of journalists, it's very one-sided. They don't want you to see something else. Twitter didn't want you to see something else. You want to talk about COVID and misinformation and them suppressing that, or, you know... uh,
2: If you had an experience that disagreed with the narrative they were trying to push... It would shut you down.
1: Exactly. But in, but in real time, we can, we can break down. In real time, and you, I, I've been, since we went to, well, I, I, and I, technically, is this true? Since we started going to war against Russia via Ukraine, right? It's a proxy war. Yeah. Um, you, you can see the unfolding. The media will say one thing, and I'm seeing videos of something completely different. Um, now, whether or not Russia believes that everyone in Ukraine is a Nazi, that's 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 one thing. I don't think everyone in Ukraine is a Nazi. But I can tell you that their biggest and their best battalions are all Nazi sympathizers. They all have swastikas. They all have the Iron Cross. Um, they all do the fancy salute. And I even watched, I even just saw before we started this, a guy... A journalist, an American journalist, on Twitter, defending the Azov Battalion, which is a Nazi battalion, a white supremacist battalion, defending them for having all that stuff. Well, saying, Hey, this was bad, you shouldn't have that, because you guys are brave and you were strong and you were fighting for the people of Ukraine. This is a Jewish guy who is defending Nazis. And he's okay with that. So this is an information war and it's going to start that way. I don't know how it's going to go down after if st- my, my 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 final thing I'm going to say if if states or if a state decides they want to secede from the union that is going to be a game changer.
3: Now, if I'm not mistaken, there's only one state in the whole US is actually a lot Able and allowed to succeed from the fifty states. Yep, Texas. And if I'm right, that'd be yeah, that'd be the only one that's technically allowed
1: to leave. Unless it's written in the state's constitution, any state is freely allowed to leave. Um, the state of Nevada it is written in their constitution that they are never allowed to leave the union. So if the union goes, of... goes full-on communist, Nevada, in, in, and communist. Unless, they ra- unless they ratify the state's constitution, has to stay in, in the union. But this is just a union of states that were supposed to be individually, individually governed by the states. Not by the federal yeah, but, government. But so, yes, yeah, Texas on. can leave. All the other states, oh, yeah, like, except if it's not enshrined in the state's constitution, a state is free to leave if the people of that state uh, vote to do so.
5: Well,
4: yeah, but come on. Realistically, what other than Texas, what state
1: would honestly have enough voters agree to leave? Florida, Tennessee, North Dakota, sorry, South Dakota, I'll, but again, you're talking Oklahoma. about. And I'm gonna pick on a lot of us
3: because we live in states that are where a majority of the people are idiots.
4: They don't think about what they're voting on. So you know, it's more or less it's gonna be
3: what's what benefits me, myself, and my family more than. Me, myself, and the community that I live in.
1: Well, That's how they grew up. T- Texas already has the infrastructure to fully leave the Union. They have their own power grid. They have their own military. They have everything oh, yeah. that, that they would need to leave. If Texas leaves, uh, somebody like Oklahoma, who is just right up above them, could could theoretically join forces with them. And not be affected because they could still get to the ocean. That means any products that they use by sea would still get to their destinations. Um, Texas is big enough that it, it, you know, it, the economy themselves would 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 be fine. Um, I'm not saying it's gonna happen. I'm just saying what what I was getting at is if a state or some states decide to secede that is that is a game changer then then i think maybe we it's possible you could see bullets flying because the federal government doesn't want to leave what the seventh biggest economy in the world something i don't know what texas is but texas is i believe in the top 10 in economies in the world um and so, yeah. whoever's president, are they are they are they going to send in the military?
0: Yeah, I to don't, attack
1: its own people.
0: I don't think the federal government would allow any of the states to secede. It's just too much of a loss for the federal government. They do everything in their power to prevent that from happening.
3: That's the problem. We allowed the the
1: federal government to develop too much power. Or oh, the court. We, we, we voted for people we got apathetic in our voting and we let the people that we voted in do that. Well, again,
4: your government hasn't been the same
3: since the forefathers, because when they started everything, it was elected by the people for the people. Nowadays, it's more like elected by the people from my damn pocket. How can I, how can I, uh, squeeze more money out of these uh, people that are working their asses off and, and line
1: my pocket with it and say, F you all. I don't think anyone here would disagree with that statement. Yeah. Honestly,
3: that's going to be the start of the war. People get fed up to the point of...
4: It'd be almost like the the biggest, you know spark to this whole war would be if the
3: US in general got to the point of being so fed up with the government
4: being corrupt that they decided to not vote during and we'll
3: even pick up the biggest one that's coming up in what another two years if we hit the presidential election and the US decided to say I don't agree with either one of these two. Neither one of them have proved that they're gonna do what they actually say. You know, out of the whole time period, or at least the last four presidents, we've yet to see any of them actually follow through with a lot of their campaigns.
1: Other than what I would argue, Trump. Trump is arguably. I can't say the word. Uh, Trump arguably. Yeah, he Trump fulfilled more of his presidential promises okay. than than so than probably also, probably anybody since Kennedy. You could probably go with the uh, fucking Obama because he did get his health his health care plan.
3: Yeah, we don't, you know, they, they didn't bad. read it, but they signed you know, his, it. Well, no, but he was that was his biggest one. He made that happen, and not not one a U.S. A citizen got a right to write the vote on that. I'm surprised we, that didn't start a war right there. Because everybody I've talked to, when this whole health care plan was being talked about, they didn't want it. How, did you guys want that kind of a plan?
4: John?
1: No, I didn't want that. You know that. I was, I was hanging out with you when that was going on, I'm pretty sure. Uh, no, I was still living in Oregon all that time. That was what, oh. uh, 2008 to
3: 2016. Yeah, so I was up there, so I don't think I was
1: even coming down this way that time.
3: How about you, Vin? Did you actually think about one of that health care plan?
0: I was still in high school when that happened, but honestly, no. <laughs> actually,
3: it would have benefited yeah. him because he would have gotten free health care.
2: Charlie? Yeah, I was in like middle school or high school, but even then, I was paying somewhat attention. I didn't really like what Obama was doing, and basically, as a kid, I knew like if the gas prices were going up, the government is not doing great. Like that's what I understood as a kid. Like, as well, they're going to realize
5: it's it. a lot
2: more. There's a lot more to it than that, and if you also know like. The reason why this whole topic is being discussed right now is because the the confusion, and that can be partly attributed to like the whole propaganda thing that Obama passed, where he made uh, propaganda legal, and that right there should tell you a lot. If they're trying to like if they're trying to say, oh yeah, it's okay to lie to the people. No, it's not okay. You know? Again, oh, like yeah.
3: they're, pol- they're politics. They're they're gonna lie to us anyway. They're just as bad as the lawyers.
2: Yeah, like we don't need politicians. We need like people who are is like one of the people. Well,
3: it's like at the same time though. You sit there and hear about how Biden, you know, grew up where his parents were or were blue collar, you know, went to went to work every nine to five every day. Same with uh, what's her name? Uh, Pelosi, his vice
1: president. She grew up around that same city. Uh, that's, that's that's Kamala uh, Kamala, Kamala Harris. Harris. Yeah, and oh. she blew her way to the top. Uh, <laughs> and Joe and Joe Biden never worked a single day in 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 an American workforce. Oh, no. He, no, no, no. I I mean that in the sense that when he finished college, he was elected as a senator. And he actually had to wait. He had to wait until he reached the correct age in order to join join the Senate because when he when he was elected, he was underage for yeah. the requirement. So he's, he's he's never worked a day of a blue collar job in his that's life. What, that's why specified that his he grew up
3: around it, around when his parents were doing it. Same with her, you know. And they speak about like, "Oh, we're for the people." No, they're not. They're Politicians, they're crooked.
0: Career politicians. Because, huh? Career politicians. I think a huge problem with everything that's been going on are the career politicians. Um we like you were saying, Irish, we need people who aren't career politicians to get into office because they oh, okay, understand sure. the issues. But when
3: you I'm have sure, like
5: because Biden, all they're
3: gonna do is but the big problem is It is, and I've I've listened to my uncle and my aunt and my family on this stuff all the time. That they get elected when they finish, even if
1: they do two terms, which is what for a Senate and the House is like two terms. So a Senate term is is six years. Okay. uh, And a House term is two years.
0: But there's no okay. term limits, so they can just keep going and going and going. Yeah.
1: But
3: even if they finish, they decide, okay, I'm done. They don't lose that paycheck. They get that even after they've decided to retire. Same with your president. And they get all their special, you know things that come with the 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 position. They get the their um Uh, special secret services and all that which is like no that's wrong because that's out of our pocket that's our tax paying money going to cover somebody who's not in office anymore and paying for somebody who's not in office anymore
1: that's wrong I mean to be fair Fauci does make more or did make more than the president's so there is that dude
0: Let's not get into
5: that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: let's Not John, because you know that's not going to be a good thing. Well, they, listen. Obviously, obviously, the um, the our elected officials are in no way, shape, or form scared of their cons- constituents because the constituents um, are fat, lazy, and don't care. It, and I'm I'm not okay. saying physically. I'm saying. No, they are. When, it comes to, when, when it comes to politics and policy and those types of, of things. So here's the question I'm gonna ask, just because I'm curious on anybody's thought process. Yes. What has happen... more, more on the Irish podcast? Now, <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you opened this door, John. You knew this was gonna happen.
0: I just so y'all know, I'm waiting for an opening to direct the conversation, so I'm letting you all go ham. <laughs>
3: I'm going to throw this back to you guys where you could change it if you like. What would happen if the U.S. decided not to vote for a new president?
2: My Your, guess is that... Could, that start, could Could that start a civil war right there? Personally, I would think that if the entire U.S. decided not to vote... The obviously the career politicians would assume power because if that were to happen, I would think that uh, pretty much everyone either don't care or they're fed up, depending on what is happening. If they're fed up, then the entire country would do something about it. But if they don't care, then, you know, like if they don't care, they're not going to vote. And I think that's part of the problem is that a lot of people have been apathetic, they've been ignorant, and they believe the lies that they're being told. And the whole thing is that, you know, the truth is, like, we need to be informed about what it is we're voting before we vote. Otherwise, we, like, we're we're already paying for it. It's If we don't inform ourselves properly, it's going to get so much worse.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: All I'll say is see previous episode on my thoughts on that, (laughs) and if everybody in America doesn't vote, will that start a civil war? No, because even in that hypothetical, it's impossible, because communists and socialists and all these crazy Antifa people, Black Lives Matter people, the... The the democratic strong arm of the country will make sure at least one person in each area votes for their people, even if they have to cheat to do it.
0: Oh yeah. Well, that's the tricky part with the, the question you posed, Irish. It's not quite black and white. Assuming that everybody didn't vote, there'd still be cheaters. Like the people in power would find ways to gain the system um because all it takes is a simple majority in many cases
1: i don't and you're, and you're assuming they play by the rules or they play fair exactly and
2: they're politicians and what, what, they lie, so okay if they lie I'm about sorry, themselves what else are they lying about
3: i i know i have a very vivid imagination and i hope for the best of this place but i am not that naive
0: Oh yeah, I don't think any of us think you're naive. It was a hypothetical question. Not at all. It's a hypothetical it's get to, question, and it's, it's
2: good to hold out. It's get to hold out hope, but also be informed and just prepare yourselves mentally for each scenario that could happen.
1: I don't think anyone wants to be black pilled because that's just sad. Yeah,
5: <laughs> yeah,
1: dude. My ass has already got the home on wheels, dude. I will leave. Done deal. <laughs> Speaking of on wheels and leaving, let's I, go to our host, Vin Tornado.
0: You yeah. stole my thunder again, John. <laughs>
1: Shit, I'm sorry, dude. I was trying to help you, brother. So I said a bad word. Dang it. Okay, I'm sorry. I was
0: just I was trying to like... Shut up before I mute you. <laughs> but yeah, um, going all the way back, uh, like 20 minutes, um, I wanted to bring up, because both Irish... And Charlie and I, I even think John brought it up like foreign influences and uh, how other countries did not or do not really like the United States. I'm going to tie this back all the way to our very first episode of this podcast, China. Um, and personally, I'm a firm believer that I think China is influencing all this divide more so than people realize. They are our main adversary and they fully understand there's no way they're gonna be able to take over the United States by putting boots on the ground here. There's no way. Um, So how are you gonna overthrow the United States? You're gonna do it from the inside and there's many cases of that happening. You have college professors that have been getting caught Uh, working with China. You have, uh, I forget his name, but I believe he's a California politician that got caught sleeping with a Chinese spy. It would not surprise me if China had some influence in the mainstream media news outlets. Eric Swalwell. Thank you, John. I I was waiting for you. I was waiting for you. (laughs) Here's a fun fact.
1: Eric Swalwell farted on national TV, and you can hear it.
0: Yeah, and it's called swallowing. That was pretty funny. <laughs> And, he also,
1: and he, also, he also banged a Chinese spy called, uh, is it Thing Thing? It I, think Thing, so. Thing. I think so. I
0: think so. Yeah. But yeah, so what are your all thoughts on foreign influences? Do you think China's influencing the divide? Do you think Russia's influencing the divide? Do you think North Korea or any other countries influencing the divide? Or do you think it's purely a chaos of our own creation? Uh, let's start with Charlie Brown this time.
2: I think that it's a mixture of part of our own chaos, but also definitely uh, Chinese uh, Communist Party's um, influence. Because remember, the Chinese Communist Party are ruling over China's people. The people of China don't really like the CCP, and you can tell by the fact that they are they're protesting. And if you know anything about, you know, Tiananmen Square, protesting against the CCP is a very dangerous thing. And that whole thing was triggered when, uh, I don't know if anyone is uh, familiar with the matter, but during the whole COVID lockdown, what they did was they welded the doors to, like, buildings shut. And one of those buildings that had, like, a bunch of apartments and stuff in it caught fire, and a lot of people died. The CCP is telling you that, like, oh, it's only, like, a couple of people, but, like, it's a huge building. There's no way, like, only a few people died in that, especially when we all know that you literally locked them inside against their will. And then there's also the fact that they also invest in a lot of companies over here. Like, they do a lot of deals with Disney, and they do a lot of deals with, um with, like, Hollywood and stuff. And so you see how much they are willing to bend the knee to China just so they can do business with China. So it wouldn't be surprising if they're the ones influencing stuff over here as well. And it is a whole, it is a part of the whole moral decay that's going on here as well.
0: A few things I want to tag on that you brought up. Um, first one, I don't know if people realize, but China is buying farmland here in the United States.
2: Like, yes, it's a crazy amount.
0: I forget the exact numbers, but we, I'm a firm believer that the land in the United States should stay in the United States. It should not be allowed to be bought by other countries.
1: He also Bill Gates.
2: Yeah. Bill Gates as well. And the fact that they are buying specifically land that as close to, military bases as possible it's it's you're basically inviting a serial killer to come in and just stay at your house it's it's just the dumbest idea and then there's the integrity of Joe Biden basically being China's puppet and it's 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 completely obvious what's happening here uh, because people are either apathetic or ignorant or they're in denial no nothing and like, no one really wants to like, um, no one really wants to admit that something bad is going on.
0: Oh yeah. And, uh, to go tag on even further, um, TikTok, Perfect example. If you look at, we actually discussed this in the, I forget the actual name of the episode. I am so bad, but the cybersecurity or technology or social media episode that we did, um, we talked about how TikTok tock here in the United States is vastly different than TikTok tock over in China. They're promoting degeneracy and all that. Like if you look at China's tick tock, it's people talking about how they want to become astronauts or firefighters or policemen while over here's TikTok, tock. We have a whole different landscape of, uh, what's going on on the social medias. We have tick tock dancers. We have, uh, people that are acting like cartoons, like they talk in this weird way where it's like they're mimicking Disney characters and whatnot. And it just goes on and on. And, uh, I also want to bring up, you mentioned like Disney's influence. Um, one of the biggest influence that I've seen is blizzard entertainment. Uh, one of their games called overwatch here in the United States this is for uh, the lgbtqia plus community here in the united states characters like tracer and soldier 76 are gay but if you go over to china they're straight if you look at disney and uh, one of the star wars movies i forget the actor's name but he was a black man here in the united states he on the posters he's like a big part of the poster but you go over to china they either hide them or they remove them from the poster and uh it's just becoming more and more blatantly obvious how much influence china has in our country and i think it's naive to assume that china is not influencing the civil war or a potential civil war
2: yeah and to tack on to like you know the whole them influencing blizzard i don't know if anyone remembers this but a while back there was a guy in uh in Hong Kong. I don't know if anyone remembers the yep. Blitzchung Chung controversy. Hearthstone. Uh, yeah, they the blizzard pretty much threw that dude under the bus and was just and decided with the CCP all in order to make money and it actually spurred some members in Congress to actually speak out against them. But my question is, you know, in China I said before Protesting is a very dangerous thing because they cuz if you protest against the CCP you're either you're either cut off from any any and all resources or you just disappear. You're gone. And like ever since then nobody really heard from him. Like I don't know if that's just me or if that's or if anyone else has noticed that. I definitely like, think
0: here's my I definitely they, think they, they silenced that with, with uh,
3: the whole Activision Blizzard thing. If it was going to be, and I'm going to end this part right here, and that the idea that if it was going to be driven by China to the war, then they would have done, China would have set up a better set, set up or plan to continue controlling Blizzard because they just lost their, they're losing their right to uh, their players in China and overseas from World of Warcraft right after they just released their biggest, biggest expansion this year. And their their players are gonna be not allowed to play it, because they couldn't re-up their contract um, before their deadline to Even be allowed to play it, so they're going to play it up until the end of this year, and that's it. So, I don't think China's going to be involved in the civil war starting at all.
0: I think they've already been involved because they keep, or they're like everything we've already said, it just keeps escalating and escalating. And uh, people don't realize, but China is actually going through a Civil unrest themselves, so they might not be able to influence us as much as they used to, but I think the argument that uh, Charlie and I are trying to make here is that they have been influencing civil unrest here in the United States, no matter how like minuscule.
3: Well, then you could also go with the uh, idea that the Russians did it or are, are doing it too, because they, a lot of the people were thinking that uh they threw the the ballot counts off with uh when trump was going for office
0: that's perfectly possible it's not uh china right. or russia it could very well be both because we all know that if we declared war against russia china's going to declare a war against us russia and china are pretty much allies at this point
2: and they're and they're neighbors too like you got Russia in the north and China in the south, so there's that.
3: Well, yeah, but then again, you, you know, we've pissed everybody off because we decide when to go to war. It's like, we, honestly, for me personally, I think U.S., unless we're brought into the war by somebody attacking us, we need to stay out of everybody else's business. Agreed. Plain and simple. Don't, don't send them aid or anything like that. Because that's just you're you're choosing a side. If you stay out of it, almost like um,
4: well, what is it? Um, what kind? What state? What place was it? Uh, Norway or something like that.
3: That was that state was staying out of the wars, and then Germany went around uh, through them, which broke their their right to um, abstaining from it by making, you know, with the Germans, Germans going through their country, it made them have to choose a side and they didn't, they were straight, trying to stay out of it. Out of world war one and two, I think.
0: Oh yeah. That's just that our politicians, there's too much money in the war machine. They don't want to stay away out of the wars. They make too much money with that. <laughs> so they're going to, propagate that. Yeah, but we don't get any of that. So why does it matter that U.S.
3: government makes frickin' profit off of a war when we don't see any of it, other than a paycheck if you work the line?
0: That's because uh, politicians got corrupted. At least that's my personal opinion. What about you, John? You've been quiet.
1: Um... I think China and Russia are trolls.
0: <laughs> I... There you Thank have you. it, everybody. End of the podcast. China and Russia are trolls. <laughs> See ya. Good night.
1: Uh, no, um, I believe this issue started um, far earlier uh, when... Um, uh, well, when we started taking Nazi scientists in Operation Paperclip and bringing them over to work here... Uh, when we took um, teachers that uh, Germany didn't want uh, before World War II, and we uh, then allowed them to teach the, uh, in our school, the Frankfurt School—maybe uh, that was later, maybe that was after World War II—but the the Frankfurt School of thought was brought over here to America. And, First college was San, I think San Diego State University, and um, ever since then it has um, eroded and destroyed our country um, from the inside. Then you, then you also look at the moral decay, the um, walking away from religion, where um, a lot of people learn morals and values. Um, and you see politicians walking away from that and and you see that corruption uh, bleed in over time. and um, you know, um, but I mean you could also point to, I mean, we could even point to um Abraham Lincoln, one of the best presidents this country's ever had. Lincoln during the Civil War, suspended habeas corpus. Uh, I don't know of another president that's ever done that, and that's um, pretty unprecedented, especially because Lincoln was a lawyer himself, and he understood just how important habeas corpus is. He um, routinely um, jailed journalists for saying things that they didn't like, or he didn't like. Um, so- I, I get it. I understand, like, that. that time... He, had to, he did what he thought he had to do, but there was an erosion of rights um, in that moment.
0: So going back to uh, your earlier comments before Lincoln, you're basically saying that uh, we have had foreign influences in this potential Second Civil War all the way back with uh, Nazi Germany.
1: Uh, yeah. Uh, well, we've had, we've had, we've had, uh, I don't want to, I don't want to pick countries per se, because a lot of the folks from the Frankfurt School were Jews. Um, they're not practicing Hasidic Jews, if that makes sense, but their heritage is of Jewish descent, right? Um, this is more of a uh, political, philosophical background. Uh, Marxism, uh, you know, uh, communism, socialism, those types of schools of thought. Um, I mean, you look at people, you know, that uh, what was the uh, the famous German? I think it was a psychologist. I can't, I can't remember. But he uh, he would take twins, and he would make one. One one twin the gender they were born and then take the other twin and make them the opposite gender and see how they did. I think most of them killed themselves. Um. You can see the decline in in morals and values in our country, and then you can see these uh, disgusting people introducing these concepts at the university level, right? where kids are going to school thinking they're going to get a good education and the numbers support it these folks that are going to school and they're getting degrees D- there's kids I, I'm, I, listen I, I have a crap my, my wife has a crap job and she makes more money than a lot of college graduates and my wife doesn't make that much money um, because their degrees are useless but they're these colleges are based basically in indoctrination camps,
4: and the Frankfurt School comes from,
1: you know, foreign influence uh, because we got all these teachers from Germany. So yeah, um, I think it I, I think it did start a little bit sooner, um, but the basis in our country. Uh, you can see a really uh, a, like a paradigm shift once the Frankfurt School got set up, and and then the students started uh, becoming, P, you know, TAs or whatever, and started spreading that influence.
0: Okay. Yeah, you and I spoke about that before, like off podcasts and whatnot how you believe that all of this started back when we started hiring uh the Nazi Germany teachers and scientists and whatnot so that's definitely an interesting take um what when do you all think was uh the st- start of when everything started going downhill i know john talked about how like back with lincoln and then the nazi germany and project paperclip um, I feel like I'm younger than both uh you and Irish, so I probably didn't see that, but from what I've seen, I think personally, I think it started getting really bad or started on that downhill slope around twenty twelve uh, at least that's been my views, and definitely, I think you're onto something with the foreign influences uh with Nazi Germany and whatnot, but I also think that. Today, these other countries are taking advantage of the foundations that Project Paperclip laid out in making things worse, if that makes sense.
1: No, no, I first off, I totally agree. Uh, So basically, China, specifically China, especially is um, listen, there's a golden opportunity, and they own most of our debt, and um, they're They're using what they have to their advantage to um, bend us over and take us to Brown Town, so to speak. Um, As far as, at least in in your timeline of life, 2012, um, I'm going to say I believe the mainstream media believes that everything changed uh, with GamerGate. Gamergate it always comes yep. back to Gamergate. Yep. I don't know if that was 2012 or if that was 2014 or 6 I think it was like 14 maybe. I don't know. It I definitely wasn't
0: 2016. That was... Okay, so
1: 2014 and then the other big one was PizzaGate.
0: I remember
5: that, the media, that
1: too. That the media seems to blame, but I but 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 at least in our simulation timeline, it always comes back to Gamergate. So if uh, Lincoln is assassinated, it's because of Gamergate. Um, you know, that kind of... I don't know.
0: I getcha. Uh, what about you, Charlie? You're around the similar age that I am. Would you say uh, this something similar, or do you think you saw it sooner or later than that?
2: Well, for me, I think it's like when I noticed it, it was around uh 24 24- 2012, 2014, and when they started pushing a bunch of the, uh, the, I'm gonna say alternate lifestyles, but then it started getting worse and worse and worse. And uh, honestly, I think the whole like, uh, moral decay started before I was born. So I think it's just noticeable to us now because this is the time that we are living in. You know what I'm yeah. saying? As you okay, get older and
1: as you, as you both read, too, um, as you live through this, and then if, if you go back and read history, you'll, you'll see a lot of... And I hope you do, by the way. I hope everyone reads. Um, you'll start making the connections that I am, even though, I'm, even though I'm a little bit older. This is stuff I did not learn in school.
2: And that's another thing, is, like, school is not really... You're not getting an education or anything like that. You're not learning anything. The, the way to learn is to kind of experience things and to, to essentially just learn from history itself as a whole. And you kind of see them trying to uh, rewrite history, I guess you could say. And I think that is a form of... It's a huge form of manipulation and i think one of the ways that we can like help uh help ourselves is to identify that manipulation and to learn to um like circumvent that you know what i'm saying like oh, identify yeah. identify who's manipulating you and then uh then cut off their influence from you
0: i get you i get you what about you, Irish? What are your thoughts on it? When do you think it sort of started?
3: Oh,
0: you good, Irish? Oh,
3: you, you there, buddy? Did you fall asleep? Do okay. you do? No, not at all. I'm not that pathetic, especially when you guys—I got you guys all talking in one ear.
5: Ooh.
3: Trust the downside is I don't. And John knows me for this as much as anybody. I, I'm known for not paying attention to my surroundings. Um, but for me I started feeling
4: it um more towards I wanna to say almost two thousand and one
3: about September eleventh, when that major attack happened, you kind of felt everybody, you know, come together and then it started to decline. I want to say almost 2008 is when you started feeling everything almost go to a standstill when, you know, you weren't, they had the target, you knew there wasn't any mass destruction over there. The media there wasn't even that said, said there that wasn't over mass
1: there. destruction.
3: Yeah. And they yeah. kept pushing, saying, no, the government itself
4: against everybody's thoughts on this. So you're talking, yeah, 2008 at least. Okay.
3: You've got the media saying they're still looking for mass destruction. The government says oh we'll find it, we'll find it, we'll find it. And everybody in the US said there is none. Get our boys home. The whole time that was going on it was like dude
4: it's it was stupid. You're in an area that you have no need to be in whatsoever. I mean, I had my
3: my uh, dad's words when because he was a uh, he was in the Marines um, during the first Desert Storm, and his words were, "Dude, we shouldn't be over there. We should shut down our borders completely to everybody. You want to leave? Great. You come back over.
4: You know, we'll check you in. Done deal. You know, but you put." soldiers on the freaking Mexican border,
3: and you put soldiers on the Canadian border, you put Navy on both sides of the ocean, and you close down the border to the U.S. Because you're doing, at that time, his logic was you're protecting your area, your territory. You know, I understand people got to go out and do business and whatnot, but at the same time, you've got to protect what's yours. And I think at that point was when it started to go down was 2000, for me, 2007, 2008
1: was when it started going down. So, y- y- j- just so everyone knows, because I've known Irish a very, very long time, Irish is one of the most non-political people that I know. Uh, and especially during that time period, I, I know I back fact,. I don't even think we talked politics for like almost the first ten years that we knew each other.
3: No, I think uh, that
4: I think when we met, it was about two thousand seven. Working at a grocery store, and the way John got
3: to learn about me was, he'd sit there and talk, uh, ask a random question. Um, I think the first one I remember you asking was,
1: "Do I believe in the Big Bang Theory?" Right, we had we had, we, we had those kinds of questions, I mean, but, but but what I'm saying is is that, and and that's what I want the listeners to know, especially during that time, and it's important that that they know, you were you are not, and you've never really been an overtly political person. You. Are oh, one of those, you, you are one of those people that you go to work, you do your job, you come home, you hang out with your friends and your family. You don't, you don't follow politics. You don't, um, you don't worry about stuff that's going on in the world unless you absolutely have to. Oh,
3: not at all. I grew up with the saying that for my grandmother, "You vote." you have the right to bitch. You don't vote, you don't have the right to bitch. That is the only way I'm involved in politics as much as I possibly have to be. As long as I vote, I'm good. Beyond that, I can care less what
1: they want to sit there and spew out their mouth. So that's interesting, um, and I'm not trying to hijack anything. I I think I noticed that decline when when I was a kid because I was born in eighty three, so like early nineties, maybe <clears throat> there was always a big joke of about kids being PC or politically correct. Um, so are. I, right, but what I am saying is the first time that I ever noticed kind of the decline in even a censor, into censorious type of way was 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 probably like third and fourth grade. So that would have been, um, 89, 90, 91, that, that kind of, that, those three years is where, and I wasn't hyper-political, but I can just remember, like, you know, kids saying, oh, you can't say it, oh, that, you gotta say it, you gotta, you gotta say things the PC way or the correct way, um, and so that's just me answering kind of Vin's question in that regard, like, that's where I, I was probably too young. I shouldn't have noticed that, but that's that's what I knew, and that's where I saw things going downhill. And I knew that it was going to go downhill, and it did, as I got older and got into high school and all that stuff. So,
3: well, you know, if you want to go that way, it's like almost like most of the movies out there, they're labeled uh, PG thirteen. That aren't, they don't seem to be PG 13. They have a little bit of violence, but they're rated PG 13 because, oh, it's got violence in it. And, you know, the rating system's so jacked up on that level, it's not even worth watching anymore or even listening to people talk. Well, that's so a that's If you're, a, afraid, you're, that, gonna,
1: you're afraid you're going to offend somebody because that's, you use di- the wrong wordage, that's a different conversation for, th- that, it's a different conversation probably, but there, there is a morality in that. That's really all I'm going to say. I, I understand what you're saying, um, but that's definitely not on the subject at hand, but, but I, I, I do get what you're saying, because there are some movies in the 80s that were rated PG that were clearly R-rated movies. There, is a, there, there has been a, in looking back on that, there has been a huge degradation of morality and values in American society. And it's it's gone on longer than any of us have been alive for. How about that?
0: I can agree with that. But on been here on that note, I wanna bring up the next topic. Uh going started with episode one and in foreign influences. Episode two of our podcast was COVID and that whole fiasco. And I'm also gonna tie in the George Floyd incidents and The whole year of 2020, um, we had like riots left and right. We had Antifa burning down buildings, setting fire to structures, um, leading uh, due to the George Floyd incident. And it just seemed like that was another huge step towards civil war, like throughout the past 10, 20 years. Even longer, you could see like certain moments were activating more and more of this social unrest. And I definitely think twenty twenty was a one of those bigger moments where, like John mentioned uh, earlier in the podcast, they it was like a test run for them. They wanted to see how much they could get away with, and the news media, CNN, MSNBC, all of them covered Antifa. You have uh, Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi, not Nancy Pelosi, Kamala Harris and their people bailing out individuals that set these communities on fire and
1: raising funds for them.
0: Exactly. Raising funds for them. And it's crazy. And I think COVID and the lockdowns and this was under Trump. And this is one of the things I wish Trump didn't do on all of that. Uh, locking us down i definitely think it stirred up a lot of unrest for people and then when the george floyd happened that was like the spark covid was the fuel george floyd was the spark and that makes sense for this like section of the civil war progressing or the civil unrest progressing uh what are your all thoughts on this um let's go with irish this time
4: I'm going to be on
3: timeline here real quick. Uh, didn't the George Foreman incident happen before COVID?
1: No. George Foreman. He's a boxer.
3: <laughs> you mean George Floyd.
1: I'm you a break, dude. I, I don't pay attention to this stuff for a reason. No, I know. I'm just giving you crap, brother. I love you, man. And Vin's laughing. He's trying to mute himself from laughing so hard. I don't know what you're talking about. Same with Charlie. Well, he's attributed. Charlie's dogs are probably laughing too. That's fine. I'm glad I could be here for comedic relief.
3: Uh, love you, brother.
0: Love you, Irish.
3: Ben, what was the question again, Uh
0: You asked, uh, didn't George Floyd happen before COVID? And if I remember correctly, and correct me if I'm wrong, Charlie Brown or sophomore John. Um, COVID, everything started shutting down for COVID, then George Floyd happened. At least that was my recollection.
1: Yeah, I believe St. George Floyd was the end of May.
0: So, yeah, uh, COVID, everything's shutting down, started around February.
3: It depends on where you're at, because I don't remember stuff starting to shut down until... uh, the highest summer when it started spreading worse and worse through the heat. Um, again, uh, I don't pay attention to politics, I don't pay attention to any of this crap. Um, so your question in general was what exactly then? Because I want to make yep. sure I'm answering this correctly.
0: Do you think that the COVID shutting down and George Floyd basically? Put more fuel on the fire and escalated this civil unrest.
1: So, basically, what he's saying is, COVID was the fuse, George Floyd was the TNT, and there was a slow burn in between.
4: What are
3: your I, thoughts on that? I'm still waiting for the big old bang. Then, because uh, I mean, yes, it pissed people off,
1: but. I I don't think it pisses people off enough to where $8 billion worth of damage.
4: Yeah. So? I'm I'm sorry. You as a taxpayer, Vin and
3: Charlie as a taxpayer, I as a taxpayer, we're not out there on the streets getting ready to take people out. Because I'm wasting my money that's going to the government that they're not doing anything with to resolve an issue that the government should have resolved before it got there.
1: Which government, state or federal? And by the way, because you were in Oregon at the time, so your taxpayer dollars were going to uh, are, are, were going to pay for the police officers that fended off Antifa for, I believe it's like 128 nights in a row that they rioted in downtown Portland even though you didn't Actually, live even you even though you didn't live no. in in Portland no. or, I remember that because we had and from what I heard because I was at work at the time
3: I was working I'm working overnight at Home Depot we were hearing gunshots in Grant's Pass because the um we had a group of riders heading up to uh Portland and they wanted to stop at the, um, a Toyota, uh, car dealership. Cause they had an American flag
4: and they wanted to take the flag down and burn it. And you had Oregon citizens
3: at that building all night long with their rifles and gear ready for, ready for the fight. And they had cops, Telling them, if you're going up to Portland, go. Don't even bother stopping here. You need gas, go find it someplace else. So, yeah, I think it's... Now I'm seeing what you're talking about. Um, no, it, I do remember that. Um, but,
4: again... I, I, I'm still waiting for the big boom on that end. Because, yeah, it might have
3: created the unrest... But that's about it. It didn't Get it really going anywhere. It just like everybody's Everybody's just using words and I'm sorry social media sucks ass because of it So I don't use Facebook. Hell, I don't even know how to use a uh,
4: discord half the time <laughs> You know, so I mean Did it you know start up the
3: unrest yes did it do anything beyond that? Not really. Just pissed people off.
0: Okay, so basically, what you're saying is you don't think there was a boom with that as much? Uh, yeah, pretty much. I think it was a. I think it was sparkler. Okay.
5: You
3: know, it's kind of like it, you know, the fuse basically was there, and you're watching everybody, you know, off the sides, you know, have a little fight here and there and whatnot. But beyond that. You know, the concept of the TNT, not quite there yet. Am I thinking it's close? I don't know about that one. I've been feeling like it's been close for a while, but hasn't happened yet.
0: Okay, I do want to ask you another question here, then we'll get over to uh, Charlie's opinions on it. Um, You mentioned uh, something about there were, like, two sides. One side was pushing into Portland, and the other side was, like, there with their guns and rifles. Um, is that. Uh, the, c-
3: c- the civilians in Grants Pass, Oregon decided to grab their rifles and post up around the American flag that we had on a flagpole in the middle of our town. And your rioters were driving through and were wanting to stop and snag the flag and burn it.
0: Okay. In that on the way up to Portland. Doesn't that sound like two different divisions getting ready to go at it? Uh, but again, you're talking they didn't actually so go at my it.
3: Is, my big issue is is from what I'm understanding, Oregon's mostly white. So if you're gonna do a civil war, you might as well bring up the whole concept of the original civil war. That's what you're about ready to have in Oregon that night. Okay. It wasn't gonna be the state where we're looking at it being more towards
4: a race war. You know, it was gonna be a straight up standard civil war in one
3: town that was gonna end very quickly. It wasn't even gonna be a war
0: okay i think i get you All Right. uh what there about are
4: certain things you
3: can get away with screwing with an american
4: flag is not one of them
0: okay i get you i think i get you uh what are your thoughts on that charlie brown do you think covid and george floyd uh escalated it or do you think it was twenty twenty was one of the first big booms?
2: I think twenty twenty like contributed to something that bigger that they are tr- that. A I I mean, like you know, the people who caused COVID because I don't think COVID was a naturally occurring disease. I think it was created in a lab and somebody purposefully uh, released it. But anyway. I think COVID and the whole uh summer of rioting, or as they like to call it, the mostly peaceful protesting.
1: Uh, that contributed... would be the summer of love, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> Mixed with Resident yeah, Evil.
2: Summer... <laughs> Dang it,
0: John, I was gonna say that.
2: The summer of love, as they Sorry. like to call it as well. Um But yeah, I think that contributed to Essentially, the government trying to uh, grab more power, and if you look at it, uh, those same people who raised funds and bailed out BLM, uh, are they really talking about them right now? It just kind of seems like BLM and Antifa only served one purpose, and that was, uh, and that purpose, whatever it was, like once they fulfilled that purpose, they just tossed them to the wayside and just moved on. You know what I'm saying? It's all, it's all just a means to an end. The whole rioting for a lot of the politicians. Specifically the ones who, I would say, capitalized on what was happening and kept trying to promote more stuff uh, to encourage it. You know what I'm saying?
0: Oh yeah, I was getting that feeling also with Antifa and BLM. It's like, For 2020, all one side needed was to make uh, the current political power look bad. And so they used it to their advantage, even though it meant many buildings getting burnt to the ground and destroyed and many lives being lost. People don't understand that there were a ton of lives lost in 2020 because of these riots. I forget the exact numbers, but I think it... I don't want to make it sound like it was like in the hundreds. I think it was definitely below like 50, but it's still a crazy amount. Like more yeah, people and... died in the riots than police shootings that year, I believe. Don't yeah, quote me on that. Also... Do your own research. <laughs> Talking to the guests
1: and the and if listeners. Also... What I'm seeing at least 25, most likely more, but... Uh, At the very least we're looking Definitely at 25
2: Yeah And it's like Not not only like killing but they were also like looting It was just mass lawlessness Really And if you also notice And you can look this up I think at some point they tried to Lock down a police station With all the police officers inside then tried to burn it down
0: I remember that story was that
1: Minneapolis or was that Portland cuz it happened in both places
2: I don't know please f- feel free to correct me but you know no, I'm just saying me.
1: it it hope it happened at both places so that's that's why I was oh, okay. I was asking which one you were referring to that you remember
2: um I think the one I'm remembering was in Portland but uh, uh doesn't surprise me that they also pulled that in Minneapolis but um yeah. Uh, essentially, like they're just trying to promote all this. Uh, essentially, all this chaos in an attempt to try and, you know, get some sort of um, some sort of division out of it. You know what I'm saying?
0: Oh yeah. They the more used,
2: you, the more you.
0: They use the George Floyd confused. to help fuel the division.
2: Yeah, and essentially, if you're going to try and destroy a country from within. One of the things you don't want the people to know is the truth because once they know the truth and they know how to think logically, then they will be able to discern what is right and what is wrong. Hopefully, that's the hope. That doesn't always work out, but that's just kind of the hope. You know what I'm saying?
0: Oh, yeah, I get you 100%. All right. John, your thoughts on 2020, George Floyd, covid and the how it may or may not have escalated tensions towards the Civil War.
1: Um, I think that the COVID... So, two things. Because um, I do agree with you, Vin. You said that Trump, I obviously he was president, he's responsible for some of these lockdowns. I, obviously he was trusting the people that were in the government working for him. Um, I do have to also lay some of the blame on the uh, governors of each respective state because they also made the choice to lock down. So the blame doesn't solely li- lie on Trump. It, it DeSantis locked down. He then course-corrected very quickly. Uh, South Dakota's governor also did the same.
0: I can agree um, with that.
1: So, but the but the governors are just as much to blame as far as the lockdowns go. Yes, your uh. To to give you an example, I worked for Domino's Pizza. As the outbreak started to happen, and I said, hey, I asked my boss. Hey, do you think this is something that we should worry about? And most people, including my boss at that time, was like, nah, not something to worry about. Let's just keep delivering pizzas. Who cares? Like, it's not that big of a deal.
0: I'm going to stop you right there because that actually brings up a point that I've been trying to figure out how to bring up. Normalcy bias. It cannot happen here. Like, one of the biggest arguments that I hear people that are like, there's no way a civil war can happen is the normalcy bias. covid should have shown everybody that it can happen here. 2020 should have shown everybody that it can happen here. We are not immune to civil unrest, to being locked down under totalitarian regime, so on and so forth. Sorry for interrupting you. I want to get that point in. Feel free to elaborate. <laughs> no, no, you're, you're
1: good. But I mean, the country has known civil unrest. Look at the 60s, right? Uh, and even the 70s, and hell, look at New York in the 80, early 80s when it was a crap hole, right? So it, it's it's not unusual. And no, and, and in this case, um, it wasn't that people, at least that I was working with at the time, it wasn't that it, was, uh, it could never happen here. The feeling was is that, yeah, it'll probably happen, but it's much like with the swine flu and all the previous uh, stuff, SARS, it wasn't that big of a deal. So they nobody thought of it as a big deal. But then all of a sudden you tell everybody in America, uh, stop going to school, stop working, stop doing anything, stay home, and do absolutely nothing, and we're going to tell you what to do. And after a while, um, people get a little crazy stir crazy, house crazy, whatever you want to call it. Charlie, I'm sure you've seen enough horror movies to know that if you stay in a place long enough isolated from everybody, um you're gonna lose your marbles. Oh
2: yeah. And and honestly, that's just
1: a that's a psychological thing.
2: Yeah, and honestly, it could be like with some with some people like they with COVID, they've become dependent on the government telling them what to do. It's almost like a form of Stockholm syndrome forming amongst some people, you know what I'm saying I
1: mean very possible, but you you have a bunch of people that are locked in their homes with pent up energy and everything's closed down. they can't do anything. They can't even go to the basketball court to shoot some hoops or go to the park to play catch or they they can't even ride a bike outside and so um, I think the George Floyd thing, even though I, I think there were some people behind the scenes that saw this as a uh, perfect opportunity to see what they could get away with. And then for the other people, people just had pent-up aggression and energy. and this was a, it, it literally was a perfect a perfect uh, storm, a perfect storm, a uh, uh, a roll, uh, a twenty roll on a twenty sided die, however you want to put it. It, it 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 just all melded together, and then you get, yeah, what happened and then and then on top of that too, because people are staying home, a lot of people are getting fed really bad information from the media, and they're being told certain people are very, very bad and other people are really, really good, and you have uh doctors who are not telling people to go outside and and exercise you have doctors saying well maybe instead of visiting your family for the holiday even though there wasn't really easter but that that would have been about it but still you had you you had professionals discouraging people from um, spending time with loved ones all because they disagreed on how to handle the situation and that's just, yeah, it's a powder keg waiting to explode. It was going to happen. So that that's all I got for that.
0: Okay, I get you. Thank you. Um, is there any... Uh, uh, i wanted on on to throw is... this
1: out there, though. So with the whole lockdown
3: things, sure, we might have been locked down, but it was not as bad as in other countries. Some countries, um, you know, people getting ready to go out, and they got a tank sitting right by their door. With the gun aimed at him, saying, uh, I need a pass. You need to have a pass before you leave to say where you're going, or you need to walk your butt back up in your house, kind of thing. So, I mean, in all honesty, our lockdown compared to other countries was a lot less, as well, was still bad, but not as bad as others, where there were, you know, you had your military force down your streets and everything.
0: I can agree with I agree that with also. You. Uh, yeah, when I agree found
3: with that. out because I had the only reason I found that out was because I had um, a landmate who um, had, his wife lives in um, New Zealand, and she couldn't even come out here to visit like she would because she couldn't even leave the the country.
1: Well, I'm I'm gonna fight back and say we should never have had a lockdown, because it's not the government's choice. Well, well but again,
3: you, uh, we as civilians, gave power yeah. to somebody else.
1: Right, I, I, understand, I, understand, I, understand, I understand what you're saying, and, and and I don't disagree. I'm just saying, here in America, it should never have happened. If, if a certain group of people were too scared to go outside because they got uh, their... Panties in a in a bunch, um, then they can stay home. But the government, not only on a federal but on a state and a local level, should um, shouldn't shouldn't have the power to dictate what the people can do. And if they try to, the people of those communities should have uh, given them the bird. And Done what they want. That's what we did. I mean, they, there was a mass mandate. They said you couldn't come in. I said nope. I'm coming in because I don't care. You can't tell me what to do. But again, okay, just because you got a few people that are, are you know,
3: willing to put the finger, give the finger to the government, doesn't mean that majority of
1: the U.S. was okay. Government, we will do what you want. And you know, that, that was the majority of the people. They basically said, uh, uh, hi, Let me pull down my pants, and how far do you want me to bend over?
5: No, no. Family friendly, friendly show, everybody.
1: In <laughs> state, <laughs> it, it was in the state I was at, do
3: you, the only time I ever saw anybody without, with, a, with a mask off was when they were driving and walking up to a building. They'd stop it at the door, put their mask on, walk through, get what
1: they wanted, and left. You know who really like you know you know who really like the masks the most criminals Chinese the Well, yeah they can get women a lot of them exactly uh, no not, not the Chinese or Japanese people although I understand there there is a there is a cultural thing in Asia in certain parts of Asia um, and that's but that, but that is but that is not a societal norm here in America.
4: No, well,
0: sure. I'll even go to the extent and say that every state did it differently. Did the did lot it, there
5: you go. I with that one. Yeah, all
0: yeah.
1: states made mistakes, uh, but some states, states made some bad. states corrected better than others. Well, actually, only basically Florida and South Dakota. Um, yeah. No, spring break. a of of I don't care. We'll
3: we'll we'll deal with the issue as it comes. Huh?
2: Because I remember um, in the state where I'm at, in Kansas, uh, our governor, she basically had to have that power taken away from her by force. So that way people could go back to a sense of normalcy. Because she wanted to keep, uh, keep everything locked down. She wanted to have a mask mandate and even wanted a vaccine mandate. And like they, they basically just said, no, you're not doing that. Oh, the
3: the vaccine mandate almost uh, was bad enough to where um my job wa- was saying, well, we will um you can come to work, but I need you to have proof that you've gotten
5: your
2: shots. Oh, that's yeah. how it, bad it was it, it, for it, where I was, was so at. Bad, it's gotten so bad that you know I had a family member who was fired from his job because he stuck to his guns and said no, I'm not taking this vaccine. There is something wrong with it. I have my doubts about it and I'm not going to take it. And they said, "Fine. You're going to you're not working here anymore." And that day, they turned away 200 people at the door away from work. They fired well, I, They
5: basically people they that
2: ba- day.
3: so basically what was funny was for where I worked at um, in Oregon I basically got my shots and then um if you had your shots you can go ahead without your mask. Well they decided to remove it for everybody and then literally a month after we got we were allowed to walk around without our masks, people got started getting sick again and they made us man they man, mandated us to wear masks again. So I mean I don't think, yes, government has some control, but at the same time, I think the companies of where people work have a lot more control. So it's like, you want a paycheck, I need to have, you have to have a mask on, and you have to have your shots before you can come into work. And I need to have you prove that you've got your shot, and stuff like that. So we had to do, um, through an app, we had to send a picture there showing that here, here's a picture of one side and the other side of the card saying that I've got my shot. And we had to send that to corporate just before or we would not be on the schedule anymore until okay. we had realized, we had that.
2: yeah, and the thing is, like it's those big companies that like do a lot of lobbying in the government to try and influence the government's decisions. And that right there is just basically like bribing the government. I would say, it, like, there's, there's really like, it's, it's awful. It's, it's corruption at its worst, where basically private companies and the government are working together to screw over any single uh, individual person who speaks up and says otherwise.
3: And well, the question becomes then, is it the government? The that
1: runs the U S or is it the corporations that run the U S exactly? It's the lobbyists, but, 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 but kind of getting back on point here, this was a moment in time where the American people could have said, no, we're not doing this. If you're going to fire me, fire me. And a lot of people would have left the workforce. They would have had to rehire those people. Here's where I'm at least my point is where I don't think this is the physical civil war that we understand. This is a a civil war that is dealt on an information level. This is fourth, fifth generational warfare. This is psychological warfare. Um, and, And you have an apathetic country where you have a group of people that care on both sides... And then you have a whole bunch of people in the middle that just want to be left alone and to go to work, to be with their family, and to have the country run the way that they expect it to be. Um, so this is why I think we are currently in a civil war, but it's a civil war where it it's it's on an information front. And the more you know, the better you off the better off you are. Um, Vin, I don't know. What, what, what do you think?
0: I definitely think, uh, well, that's actually going to be one of our later questions, <laughs> but we'll hit it a little bit here too. Um, Sorry, I didn't
1: mean to jump the gun.
0: No problem. But yeah, I definitely think uh, with the technology the way that it is, we're either in a informational civil war, like you're saying, or a have heard the term cold civil war being thrown about where people are trying to build up their size, and I definitely think uh, COVID and all that did not help. Um, yeah, no, no
1: one's no one's getting shot. It, it would be like the, the yeah. same kind of Cold War that we had with the USSR.
0: Yeah, and even then you could actually argue that in 2020 people did get shot, people did get killed. And you could argue that that was like the first battle. Something that people don't realize is when you look back on history, It all seems like it was back to back to back to back. But the Civil War wasn't in the course of like a single year or two years or three years. It constantly escalated and it was a span of time. And now with information traveling as fast as it does today, we could very well have our first battle, quote unquote, of the Civil War back in 2020. And for all we know, another battle could break out tomorrow. And when we look back on it in 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years, if we're all still around by then, we could be saying that this was actually the first quote-unquote battle. Um, With that being said, we're going to touch some more on that hopefully later in the podcast, but I want to move on to the next subject planned. Um, It's already been brought up a couple of times here, so we're going to touch on it again. The LGBTQIA plus community. Uh, Lack of morals or the moral degradation. And um, I'm just going to say it. This portion of the podcast might get a little spicy for our family-friendly viewers. So just keep that in mind. Child drag shows and pedophilia or groomers per se. Um, Real quick, I just want to say I 100% support same-sex marriage. I do not see any reason... I don't see a strong enough reason why there shouldn't be same-sex marriage. Um, With that being said, I don't know if the panelists have the same agreements. And if they don't even want to talk about that, they don't have to. But uh, We can also
1: discuss that on another podcast, too.
0: Yep. Uh, Discuss that on episode three of our podcast. But I definitely think gender identity is where it starts getting questionable. And then we have child drag shows, which are on a whole nother level. Uh, child, There should be no such thing as child-friendly drag shows. Uh, let's start this conversation with that. Child-friendly drag shows. Let's start with John this time, because I know he's very opinionated on that. Your thoughts on child-friendly drag shows?
1: Um, are you talking about transsexual drag shows? Because that's... That's really how i I guess I see it, like call it like it is because it's not pretty
0: sure <laughs> i'm not I mean, sh- I'm not quite sure where I see the difference between the two, but yeah. well
1: transvestites transsexuals. so there's transvestites that's 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 men or women that think they're the opposite sex and dress that way mostly it's it's men that think they're women, and okay. then transsexuals are people that actually uh maybe uh, get boobs or work on the, the more transitional portions of that.
0: I was referring to like the drag shows that people invite their children to where they I'm could very sorry. well be uh, straight but they still dress up in drag. And...
1: So, tran- so transvestites. Ba- basically you're taking children to a strip club in public. Yeah. That, that's. I mean that's really what it is. Um. I, that's pretty spicy, I guess. Um, but, yeah, I mean, well, <clears throat> again, um, if if we're looking at the tenets of, of critical race theory, the whole point is to destroy the nuclear family. What better way to um, destroy the nuclear family or the idea of a nuclear family? A mom, a dad, children, a house, right? Um, mom stays home, dad works. Um, what better way than to um, basically screw with children's minds at a very, very impressionable age um, and to get them to turn away from their parents, whether it's a religious belief or moral belief or values, than to attack them uh, there uh, at, at their youth like that's how you destroy a society that's you that's how Greece fell that's how Rome fell um just a very you know uh, um the collapse of of the family of of morals and values uh it definitely helps and again you, you see it well it, it's fairly recent in the last 20 years, 30 years in elementary schools, but this is all stuff that's been happening in colleges, again, for 60 years. These types of concepts, uh, people like John Money, right, who... Uh, um, uh, if I Did remember the correctly, twin
0: experiment, Who's that it?
1: He was a psychologist, uh, uh, sorry, a sociologist, a sexologist, and... Um, he was known for his research in sexual identity and and biology of gender. Um, that that dude that that dude's a creep. So um, first off, there is there's, there's folks that are lesbian and they're gay, and folks that are bisexual, right? Um, those people originally had fought for. All they wanted to do was to get married. That was a big push in the late 80s, early 90s. Um, we can have the discussion about how that's... My, th- my thoughts on that on a later podcast. Um, what's happening now is that you have these people, these very mentally ill people, these boys that think they're girls or girls that think they're boys, who end up who not only end up regretting what they do, but most of the time commit suicide because they're so confused and screwed up in the head. Um these people are hijacking uh this group of people.
0: They're grooming. Uh, they're grooming for their own ideologies and identities. Well, here's the other thing too. Yeah, they're they're trying
1: to make an acceptance of Pedophilia. I think most people in the world agree that um, having sex with a child is wrong. Um, but then again, in California, a 22-year-old can now have sex with a 12-year-old. And it's okay. State law says it's okay.
5: And
0: there's going to be a huge swath of people that are not okay with that and i think in general it's just another aspect that's pushing us towards more division if that makes sense
1: and that's and that's true but not enough regular people and again this uh, comes down with just being pe- people being lazy most people don't don't care they have other like c- considering at the time that we're recording this inflation's at well, the government tells us 10%, so inflation's probably somewhere between 20 and 25%. In, in reality, these parents... I mean, I work... Technically, I work three jobs, right? I have two regular jobs, and then I stream, and I do make a very little bit of money, but that's three jobs. And then I do the podcast, and then uh, locally in my community, I make commercials for local businesses. So what? I got five jobs and I have two kids and then I have a wife who works. All just to make sure that we have enough money to give our children food, have a roof over our head and stuff like that. They're making it so it's impossible for everyday people to um be able to combat the garbage that their kids are learning in school. When back in the day, Dad worked, Mom stayed home. Mom helped kids with homework. They, you know, there there was a unit, there was a cycle. Um, it's it's part of it. It definitely is. But then you see, I don't know. Yeah, it, it's a huge subject, and and I don't want to go any more than I have at the moment.
0: That's all right. What about you, Charlie Brown? What are your thoughts? Do you think uh the child drag shows, grooming and whatnot leads more into that moral degradation and more of divisiveness?
2: Absolutely. I don't think there should be like any sort of child friend kid friendly child drag shows. And honestly, uh the whole grooming thing, like I really hate what they're doing. Like I hate that they're doing that in the schools and they are the reason why they're going after kids so young is because well that's that's how they create more people like that and it is like i can't stand the and i'm not i'm not really big on the whole like online term minor attracted persons uh no they're pedophiles call them for what they are they are opportunists who are trying to get kids and i am like I've 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 had uh, I've unfortunately had met people who are like that, and I just I I can't. (laughs) It's just I can't like that. That's it's disgusting what they are doing. And honestly, like um, like the reason like they start out pretty young, and uh, it's kind of ironic because like there are a lot of countries that if they want to. Successfully uh, school these kids in this ideology. They start out really young, and the CCP does that with the Chinese ide with the C- Chinese Communist Party ideology. They would basically look at the government as like their big brother or their parents or something. And so, like if their parents do something wrong, they're more liable to report their parents to the government. Or if you want to go back even further, and I'm probably going to get flamed for this, uh, the Nazis actually did that with kids who were in the public school system. And so some people actually got sent to the labor camps because of uh, their own kids being indoctrinated into the ideology of Nazism, and it's just, like, I'm not okay with it on any level whatsoever. Oh, I have yeah. a very strong opinion.
0: Would you say that you are okay with things like drag shows and same sex marriage as long as it does not evolve involve children?
2: I mean, as long as it doesn't involve children, you're not trying to push for that, like it's it's your decision. Like I I don't agree with it, but it's your decision. You can you can go ahead and uh, do that wherever you want so long as you're not involving children in it, if you're involving children in it, you are screwing that child up beyond beyond anything you can comprehend, and it is just ugh. sorry, it's just I get worked up 'cause i've I've had experiences like that, and it's just
0: ugh. that's all right if we ever put you in a ask you a question that you're uncomfortable with talking about, just say so and uh we'll move on so don't it's not that big of a deal if you don't feel comfortable with it so
2: and no uh, no it's okay it's it's just it it needs the fact that it needs to be talked about cuz it's just like it's like as sophomore john said i'm pretty sure a lot of decent people out there would agree that it's not okay to have sex with a child and that is like the fact that that needs to be discussed Just really just highlights how far society has fallen in general. You know what I'm saying?
0: Oh yeah, I can agree with that. All right, what about you, Irish? Your thoughts on this? Have you heard of uh, child-friendly drag shows before?
4: Uh, I'm gonna say no, I've not heard of this. This is actually the first time i am hearing any of this crap.
0: Oh, boy. <laughs> we're about to go down a rabbit hole for you. <laughs> no, we're not. I, I've, I've, I've listened enough. Now, I'm going to go
3: with this one. I, uh, do I agree with the same-sex marriage? Oh, yeah. I don't have a problem with it. As long as you're happy, that's fine i me. Um, The idea of drag shows in general being allowed? Yeah, why not? I don't, you know. You actually almost can't tell men from women when they get dressed up in their stuff. Um, I've actually seen pictures where you actually can't tell if it's a group of women or a group of guys. Um, The concept of bringing kids along into that, I, I feel bad for the kids. I honestly think the parents should be thrown in jail for stupidity and having a kid question their sexuality or not even sexuality their their you know their gender at that young of an age that's just stupid you know and then for them to find out I mean, the only reason I find out as much that I know is because of John um, but um, to find out their teaching this crap in schools it is completely wrong overall and you know, it doesn't make it any easier when the kids ask questions uh, of their teachers and it's like, you want to be honest but at the same time you've got to develop a, bou- a a boundary there of what topics is a- a- okay to talk about and what's not okay to talk about you know, um, but again, no, I'd never even heard about the dra- uh, kids being allowed to go to drag shows and all that. That's just nuts. Um, but, yeah, but on that, that's all I've got.
0: Okay. Um, one, I brought this topic up in particular for a couple reasons. One of them is because as of this recording, December 16th into December 17th, There's been videos floating around about a quote-unquote kid-friendly child drag show where a male dressed up as a female, but he had this cardboard box around his chest that was open on the side and had, um, lack of better words, boobs. Like, they weren't in bikinis. They weren't, like, covered up. They were literal boobs in a box and children were there and they brought children onto stage talked with the children so on and so forth and this is going to piss a lot of people off the one of the other main reasons why I brought this particular topic up is because uh, recently I don't remember the exact details but there was a mass shooting at a gay club or gay bar and the media was so quick to jump on it saying, oh, these are extremists or these are homophobes. It was
1: a right wing extremists.
0: Exactly. Right wing extremists. And it needs to be condemned. But the moment that it came out that the person who shot up the place was non binary, the story just disappeared. So for me, I'm pretty confident that. These drag shows are escalating more and more and more because they're trying to get someone who's mentally ill to go out and do something really stupid basically to cause another George Floyd incident.
1: They're, they're also just trying to normalize the sexualization of kids. That, they're trying to confuse them.
0: That 100% That's... also. And that's how, like,
2: grooming works. They try to normalize it, and then those people, those kids, end up becoming victims. And it's, it's disgusting, and it, it needs to not be in schools. And,
1: yeah. Well, well what, most, what most people don't understand is... <clears throat> so, Karl Marx created his uh, economic philosophy, Marxism, right? But but it's based on economics. What critical race theory does, and um, look it up, study it. Um, it removes the economic portion. C R uh, critical race theory removes the economic portion of Marxist theory and replaces it with race, and also. Uh, basically sexual deviancy for lack of a better term
2: yeah essentially it's like no it's it's a different name but it usually ends up in the same result in that it doesn't end well for a society that implements ideologies that are like that similar to marxism and things like that
1: well i mean look at somebody like uh what james James Lindsay, um, is it Heather Bergosian? or oh Peter Bergosian and and I can't remember one lady. They, um, I don't know if you guys remember. A few years ago, they wrote they wrote all these fake papers. Um, and one of them was a feminist paper that they wrote. That um, <clears throat> yeah, Peter Burgosian and Heather something. I can't remember her name. But one of them was. Uh, they they took a chapter, they literally took a chapter from Mein Kampf and replaced every, um, in, in, any reference to uh, Nazi or the white race and re, re, replaced it with feminism. And I believe that paper won an award. And was published as well.
5: I do
0: remember that story. Okay, Is uh, does anybody have any other comments they want to make on this topic before we move on?
3: Um, you know, I'm going to go ahead and not say I disagree or agree with what's been said because I've not been paying attention to much of the news. But at the same time, I'm going to put the blame on uh, the parents. If they're not going out of their way to try to help their kids understand what they're going through or feelings, the parent alone is responsible for that kid. And if they can't help their kid out or find them the right kind of help to help their kids understand what they're going through, that parent alone has failed their kids at a young age. You can do everything right as a parent, protect your kid, defend them, you know, try to teach them right and wrong, but if you can't get, you can't help them understand the basics of their own body, you have failed that kid tremendously, because they're going to live for the rest of their life, however long they decide. that kid decides to live, with that biggest confusion of, well, am I a boy or am I a girl? And that's just wrong. If you cannot help then you shouldn't be looking at being a parent
1: if you're not prepared for that, that possibility. I don't disagree. Um, there definitely is a parental component, 110%, like, agree. Um, the problem is a lot of these parents went to college and got misinformation. <laughs> they, got, they got spoon-fed... Uh, I don't even want to say uh, propaganda is the better word. They got spoon-fed propaganda and they're passing this on to their children. And um, then I'm sure you've seen videos of this. Uh, Maybe Charlie uh, has as well, where you see these parents are actually actively grooming their own children into um, believing that they're different sex at two years old, three years old. During a period of time in their life where, uh, listen, I've got two kids at four and two, uh, my oldest sometimes thinks she's Spider-Man. Like, my kids don't know shit. And I love my kids. And and Irish knows how much I spend a lot of time with my kids. <laughs> Irish has spent time with my kids. He knows. Oh, my yeah. Kids, I do it. I, I do it. Right, but my kids my kids don't know anything. Like, they're dumb. They're kids. They 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 haven't they haven't experienced the real world. My job is to as a parent is to make them fully functional adults. What we have is lazy parents who um they they don't want to make their kids adults. They they or want to. millennials. Yeah. I don't know what I'll it is. They're millennials screw that up. Big time. Yeah, well, they call me a an millennial, and I, I say no. No. Hell,
4: I grew up with parents being wanting to whoop their kids in a
3: grocery store. So, trust me, and I am a millennial. All
0: right. We're going to wrap up that topic there, then, <laughs> uh, and move on to the next one. We're going to try and keep this one brief, but it's going to be interesting to see if it goes longer. But a couple months ago, when we recorded the Pro-Life versus Pro-Choice episode, that decision, the Roe v. Wade being overturned, was leaked from the Supreme Court. And this has never happened before. Do you all think that this could be another... How do I want to phrase it? Um, some people thought the overturning of Roe v. Wade was going to be the catalyst for a civil war. At this point in time, from my observations, it does not seem like it. But once again, that could happen down the line. And on top of that, with the Supreme Court having it leaked, would you all say that helped create more division and help spread misinformation on what overturning Roe v. Wade actually means. Um, let's start with Charlie Brown. Uh, ask me if you need any clarification. I sometimes stumble over my words.
2: <laughs> okay, so as far as like the overturning of Roe v. Wade and causing some division, I think it riled up definitely a lot of uh, a lot of people who were both either for or against that decision what i don't agree with is the fact that a it was leaked so that means somebody who was like seriously inside the security of the supreme court was trying to leak it for political purposes probably either to either overturn the overturning or basically to essentially intimidate other people or uh, the other maybe justices you also see that still happening today with uh the justices who voted for that overturning uh they are getting death threats. they've had people show up to their houses, and I think it's it's getting kind of out of hand, but I do think that it has contributed to a division, but it is kind of surprising that you know they always they're saying you know, oh, it's gonna cause a civil war. But really, the only thing it's causing is death threats behind the scenes, and I just, I just find that kind of interesting. I would also I like, do like think to think it point... has fueled some division.
0: Yep, I would like to also point out that protesting in front of judges' houses is illegal, but these protesters aren't being arrested or prosecuted,
1: and that's yeah. under federal law. By the way, that's not state law. That's a federal offense.
0: Yep. Now, Irish, I'm interested to hear your opinions on it. Did you hear about the Roe v. Wade being overturned?
4: Okay. I'm going to be honest. I can't really speak on this one.
0: That is 100% okay. (laughs) Well, it's not that. I don't want to sit there and speak about it. It's,
3: I don't even know what Roe v. Wade was about. I mean, I have a general idea that it was what the government trying to tell women um, how their body, or that they don't have their right to their body, and they were trying to get rid of abortion. Beyond that, I, I don't know where it stands at right now. I mean... I okay. can stand on the simple fact of a, the government dictating the right to a person's or a group's bi- body because they think they know what's best. It's wrong. But beyond that, I don't know.
0: Okay. So basically a uh, Roe v. Wade is about abortion. Um, and, a whole lot of schematics on like when you can abort and whatnot the overturning of it does not ban abortion across the country it gives each state the right to decide for their own state if it's a uh, good or bad or when they should be allowed to abort so uh let me ask you this um, What are your thoughts on abortion? If uh, you're uncomfortable with that, just say I pass or something.
3: (laughs) Okay. Um, I'm trying to remember how I answered this the last time I heard this question. I don't have a quote-unquote
4: problem with it, you know, on the grounds of, you know, you're raped. Or
3: you know, your life as a mother to be
4: is at risk. Um
1: one right. of the gray areas Yeah, true. Well, I mean, um, I, I, I'm, j- I'm just I know clarifying. because and yeah. yeah in Um
4: and the other way it could be um if the the child's life isn't going to
3: and he might pipe in on this one because I is going to be gone right now um
4: it, the 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 chance of the child living uh, and i guess a semi
3: normal life um isn't going to be isn't really going to be there.
4: So, like, um, um...
3: I mean, like, if you've got like a kid's got like Parkinson's disease, okay. and you catch it, you, yeah, like you a know,
0: mental or physical... a, a,
3: a life threatening disease, if you're going to be stuck
4: taking care of that kid. Um, for instead of you know them taking care of you when you get old, you're looking at bearing that child at a young age. Um, I, I, that's
3: kind of one of those grayers because I guess parents, some parents are willing to do it and some are not.
4: Um. And um. But abortion on a because
3: I always screwed up. Um, and the condom broke, or I didn't take the pill, or I lost track of you know it.
4: No, I'm sorry. You go through the whole term and you discuss as two adults on what to do. You know, the option of uh, putting the kid up for adoption
3: is there. You know, that or you fucking man up and or fucking adult up and fucking take care of the kid. You know, doesn't mean it's got to be perfect, you know, house on the prairie kind of thing you know but you own up on your end of the you know end of the stick with the kid beyond that i that's
0: about where i stand on that
1: okay that would be like most americans views on the subject
0: yeah i think a good portion of it especially uh in more conservative locations, people definitely view it like that. In some, uh, I'm debating on how deep I want to go into this topic. I think I'm going to leave it there, though. <laughs> if I you want to that, hear that... more on the, uh, that particular topic, listen to our fourth episode of the podcast. John, you want to say something before I well, move on?
1: No, I was just going to say, I think it all just depends on how a person values when a life starts. Yep. I've... Um and to, and then to answer your question, um so we all thought that Roe v Wade that, that the leak decision is bad. It's bad precedence on a governmental level. Um as far as a population level, I think what we saw is that the country was divided but not Enough to spark any kind of George Floyd type of situation. And that's so no, I don't. I don't believe the. I don't believe the. The final judgment was as big of a deal as we thought it could be.
0: Yeah, and I think we definitely dodged the bullet. I think it could have very well could have been a catalyst for an actual physical civil war of some sort. But I definitely think it's a good idea that the federal government returned the decision to the states and allowed each state to decide on their own.
1: And again, I think it was the minority, a small minority of people, probably even on both sides, that made the biggest deal about it. But I, I would say that Uh, The left side of the political spectrum, a very small minority, made it a bigger deal. But because, again, of this, uh, the way that the media reports things, it made it bigger than what it actually ended up being.
0: Yeah, and there was definitely a lot of misinformation like, oh, overturning of Roe v. Wade banned abortion all across the country... When that didn't actually happen it just returned the decision back to the states and it became a state-by-state issue. Uh, With that being said, we're going to move on to the next topic. Uh, Episode five, if you didn't catch what I was doing yet on the viewers. The guests don't know the order of the episodes yet, but the viewers, you probably do. I'm going through each episode one by one and how it applies to civil war. Uh, Guns and the Second Amendment. Um, I'm just going to say this. Our Second Amendment all across the country has been infringed. I'm actually surprised that that alone hasn't been a catalyst for a second civil war. <laughs> I'm going to, that's my stance on that particular part. I do not like our rights being infringed upon. Um, What are your thoughts on it, John?
1: It's because we have that amendment that the government hasn't tried to run us over with tanks. Agreed. And that's really all I have to say about that. If you take that away our country becomes um, Maoist China, Cuba name whatever uh, uh, socialist or communist country. The second you take away the guns from the people that's the first thing that Hitler did we fall as a country.
0: Do you think if they try progressing even further, would it be the catalyst for a second civil war?
1: Yes, if you try to remove the Second Amendment, which is enshrined in our Constitution, um, that would be a catalyst. But but then again, that wouldn't be people versus people. That would be people versus the government. That's that's something different.
5: That's true.
0: But then there's also a good portion of people that want guns to be banned. So it could turn into like a three-way in a sense.
1: Well, Karl Marx even said, don't give up your guns. When, When Karl Marx is telling people, don't give up your guns, that should tell you something.
0: Very true. Uh,
4: what about you, Irish? Sorry, it took me a minute to unlock my phone on that one. Um, no problem. <laughs> um, all
3: right. I, I, I'm going to start this off right here. I'm not a gun person. I don't care for them. Though I do know how to use one and know how to store it safely, honestly, they're doing what they can, and I don't agree with it. To I partially agree to it with it to some extent of them doing the gun controls because of all the mass shootings in schools. Again, it comes down to the parent not locking up their gun properly. Or, you know, getting a case that a kid could break through
4: to get the gun. You know, um, but again, you pull, if the government grabs the gun, uh, does martial law,
3: gets rid of all the guns, you're not going to get any gun from an American unless they are dead. That is the only way you are going to take one of their guns is if they're dead or they're willing to give you an unregistered weapon that they've had in the possession because they got it through family down the line, but they ain't going to give you anything or they're going to give you the ones they've had registered and keep the ones that are unregistered. However you like to look at it. But the only way this government is if they pass a law, to get rid of guns in general, unless you're in the military, you have a war right there on your hands, and it ain't going to be pretty.
0: I get you. So you're similar to me in the sense that you don't really care for guns, but you understand the value of the Second Amendment.
3: Oh, dude, look at this way: the only thing that stops a lot of countries from going at us is because even if we did not have a military force, there is not a, an American in this on this planet who will not stop to defend
4: their home.
0: There is a gun behind every blade of grass. Well, yeah. Well, trust me. Can
1: I... Can I, I think can he's going... with... Go ahead. I was just going to say, um, <clears throat> at least as of last year, just in the U.S., we had, what was it? Uh, and again, we're talking pandemic. 2021 was still like, you know, we're getting out of 2020. It's kind of crazy here, right? Um, and uh, the statistics are kind of wonky. But roughly between 21K to 48K, People were killed by guns in 2021, but the leading cause of death in America was heart disease, stroke, lower respiratory infections, and COPD.
0: That definitely puts it into perspective.
1: <laughs> and and heart disease um, accounted for and i'm just i'm look i i'm literally looking up the cdc number right now 6 uh 696k
4: deaths over how long or is that just in the one year in the one year damn
0: so make that with what you will i guess
1: <laughs> I, I mean I'm, it's it's important hard to say i mean I, I, more people die from medical malpractice than gun violence now we've also seen by the way we've also seen a giant number a, a giant jump in gun violence um from what 2020 to to now there's been that big push to, uh, defund the police, but not the feds. Um, so, you know, there, there's obviously, it changes every year because there's lots of, there's lots of different things going on. (laughs) Um, but gun deaths are not generally in the top percentage of, um, they're not the leading cause of death. And by the way, for what it's worth too, pistols, handguns, kill more people than assault rifles. Quote-unquote, assault rifles, by the way.
3: Oh. Yeah, that makes some sense, because as a kickback, you're
1: losing aim. they you're not sitting there doing short bursts, or doing full auto. Well, no, it's just easier to conceal a pistol than it is a rifle. Bigger backpack. You can't put a rifle in a backpack. But you can put a handgun in your pocket.
0: Yeah. Makes sense. What are your thoughts on the subject, uh, Charlie Brown?
2: I would say that an armed population is a not-so-very-easily-invaded population. Whether it be... Uh, whether that invasion come from their own government or from a different government or even just from you know just on an individual basis because the second amendment is meant to protect you from the government it's not meant to allow you to go after the government it's it's meant for self-defense really defending yourself from people who would do you harm and if you also kind of noticed, and we can tie COVID back into this, uh, what, what was it about 10 or 15 years ago? Uh, Australia used to have guns, but then they got rid of their guns. And when COVID happened, they were unable to essentially do anything. And they even tried to control how much exercise you could uh, have, you could do in your own house. And they're still. They're still uh, going through some very oppressive lockdowns. And I would say that if you want a free society, the best chance for that to stay free is to arm your
1: population.
2: You know what I'm saying?
1: Oh, good yep. points, Charlie.
0: Very good points. All right, And as that...
2: for, like, you know, as for, like, the school shootings, like, you know, like, like obviously... The school shootings happen regardless of whether or not they have that gun free, uh, like gun free sign up on the doors. Like they're not going to care. So, the best thing you can do is to allow the teachers and possibly some students, if they can prove they can, they are able to, um, they understand what it is it means to hold a gun. Uh, To be able to defend themselves from a possible active shooter, you know what I'm saying?
1: Listen, in the '80s, my mom, when she went to high school, there was kids that had shotguns in the back of their trucks
0: at school. Oh yeah, they also had gun clubs at school.
1: Exactly. Yeah, like
2: stuff like that is like you know, like it's it's important for kids to learn how to defend themselves and to learn the importance of what it means to, like, wield a gun and the importance of the Second Amendment. An
0: an armed society is a polite society. There's
1: that, yeah, agreed, agreed. And I think, too, people that know and understand how guns work and have guns, they don't want to use them.
2: Yeah, because they understand that a gun is a deadly weapon and that... If they use it, they use it because they are not given any other
1: choice. Right. Me as a gun-loving American, because first off, it's my right. Second off, guns are cool, regardless of whether you know people like them or not. Um, I respect them. I don't want. I do not ever want to use my gun, except for going out to the range and having fun. I don't. I don't want. I don't want to shoot anybody that is not my desire i have no desire to do that and 99% uh well actually i would say 100% of law abiding gun owners feel the same way the only people so, that uh, want to the, the only people that want to use guns to shoot people are bad people who don't follow the law anyways
5: and
3: so you know, you're talking with this whole way the everything's going your, your governments have got your schools not even allowing them to understand the basics of the first Ten Commandments to start with you know they're trying to train our kids to not have a basic understanding of their rights
1: as a human being in the US right but you're and, also talking about a morality issue if you're talking about the Ten Commandments you're talking about morals and values well, you you know what I mean.
0: Are you talking uh, about commandments or the amendments? Good All right. Okay, so the government ones. Okay. one. So, so, yeah. so not it's from a amendments. religious point
1: of view. The amendments. Oh, thank you. Yeah, they're not teaching standard civics to anybody. And no. I would also yeah. like
0: to point out, Irish, that was an amazing segue into the next topic, episode I of... Know. i believe schools and education so good job and you didn't even know that was where we're headed (laughs) you know what the funny part is i haven't watched one of your podcasts yet
3: internet now i need (laughs)
0: to. i know but yeah all right in that case uh schools and civil war we've taught hit on it multiple times throughout this episode so I don't know how much more we can beat this dead horse. Sorry, PETA, that was a very inappropriate He's not comment. dead enough.
1: <laughs> I like beating dead horses, PETA. <laughs> but, yeah. We can, kill, we can kill this horse another time. Eat a cow patty, PETA.
0: But, yeah, and the concept of Civil War, I definitely think um, schools from elementary to middle to high to secondary in the form of colleges and universities, they're not teaching the students well enough. They're not helping the students learn. And because of that, the students feel like, this is all my opinion, the students feel like they were wronged because they spent so much time in these education systems and they don't come out with proper skills for the society in which case they misplaced their anger and rage into organizations like Antifa, Black Lives Matter and John Brown Club John Brown Gun Club uh, and I probably butcher that again anyways and so they're out there on the streets causing more conflict causing more distress they're indoctrinating kids into pedophilia and grooming them putting good parents, good people into this situation where if they speak out on it, they are labeled as racists, white supremacists, homophobes, transphobes, anti-Semites, whatever you want to call it. Terrorists. Exactly. Domestic terrorists. Yeah. Exactly. the The FBI has investigated more parents for protesting their school boards than they're, what they're actually supposed to be doing in these human traffi- trafficking situations. They investigated a freaking pull rope. If you all remember that story of the race car, Bubba Wallace, I believe his n- name was, called it in the FBI because a garage pull rope looked like a noose. They, instead of investigating Antifa that for a whole year burnt down cities and towns... So on and so forth. I can go on and on. And I start to go on a tangent. Ah, That's what happens when I get worked up. (laughs) Anyways, schools, civil war, schools and civil war, Charlie, go.
2: Okay. So yeah. Another thing that can cause a civil war is uh, essentially one of the, uh, one of the things that can cause that is actually a lack of a good education Because if you're ignorant and you don't know what's the truth, and you're fighting for something that you believe is the truth when it's actually wrong, and it seems like the rest of that population doesn't agree with you on that, then that can cause uh, division right there. And essentially, we need to stop teaching ideology, and we need to teach logical thinking, and we need to teach uh, what the Constitution is. Because a lot of people don't really know their rights and if that needs to change if we want to keep our, uh, keep our country, because our country was built on the Constitution and those rights. If you don't know those rights, then the, the politicians and Antifa and all of them, they're going to keep breaking law after law until you start learning how your rights work and how to hold them accountable.
0: I can 100% agree with that. All right. Uh, Unless if you have anything else you want to add on to that, Charlie, uh, Irish. We got to wait for Irish to unlock his phone again.
4: Pretty much about there, John. Oh, so... I mean, education isn't like it was when John and I went to school. Hell, it probably wasn't when you guys were going. It was was just
1: starting to get bad. Education sucked when I went to school, just so you know.
4: I don't know.
3: Education for me was okay.
1: I mean, I had teachers that actually
3: cared enough to, like, you know, teach you what the curriculum was. No, you went to home you went to frickin' economics, you learned about the economics. You went you went to American history, you learned about American history. You went to English, you learned English. You weren't learning the extra crap that was thrown in there. Depending again, depending on where you're at. Um But again, I also had a parent who gave me shit who would sit there at one, two in the morning
4: And make sure my homework was done because I didn't want to do it, you know, um, and still
3: went to work the next day. I firmly believe, yes, there is a possibility that it's a civil war could happen, but it's going to be a civil, if that civil war happens because of the schools not teaching our kids, right. It's going to be the parents versus the teachers on that level because again we're paying for our kids education why would I want to throw money away
4: to an organization that's not doing the basic job
1: but you do that already in the form of taxes even if you don't have kids in the system you're still paying into the system again still still
4: Asking the question.
0: That is valid.
1: I, yeah, I don't, I don't disagree. I'm just, you know, making sure. I'm you know. i I don't know. I preferably like to live, not
3: starve. So I have to go get a job to pay for food. So if I have to get taxed
4: on everything, I might as well be taxed. He accidentally muted himself. No, I did that on purpose. Okay, fair enough.
1: Um. Okay, so <clears throat> I'll I'll be quick about this. Um, Chairman Mao. Uh, the great Chairman Mao. Um, used the public education to turn children against their parents in the Cultural Revolution in China. He made landlords and landowners and business owners to be the bad people and taught the children to turn against their parents to uh, bring in basically the cultural revolution or the you know current CCP that we have right now. Public education is garbage. It's trash. Uh, they need to return to a form of uh, uh, traditional education, where you study the classics, you learn civics, um, you learn stuff like speech and debate. I'm sure, you can do some PE as well because physical fitness, correct physical fitness, not Dr. Fauci science, but actual science um, in that regard. Um, that's that's the most important. Otherwise, get your kids out of public school. Get your kids out of 90% of uh, private schools or um, any type of government-subsidized schooling.
0: Colleges, Home school. universities.
1: Yep, they're all garbage. The only college I can um, recommend is Hillsdale, and it's a classical education That's about the only college that I know of that is worth a damn. Otherwise, yeah, homeschool or if you have a school in your area that does a more traditional um, school and you can go back and listen to the podcast I talked about extensively, that's where you want to be. Otherwise, uh, parents should have the right to choose where their tax money goes when it comes to schooling.
0: Oh, yeah. And I definitely think uh, the school situation is adding, it's like a gradual drip, drip, drip to the fire that is the potential second Civil War. It's only going to continue dripping unless we fix the faucet that it's dripping from. Uh, With that being said we're going to move on to online censorship. This is actually the one that I'm most excited for when going back through all the previous episodes because uh, we mentioned it earlier Twitter files number six has came out. Something what was the number John of how many uh, federal agents turned out to be infiltrating Twitter.
1: Well, no, it was it was eighty FBI agents, and I haven't gone through Matt Taibbi's entire um, thread <laughs> um, or tweet storm, but it was it was eighty FBI agents that were dedicated to uh, misinformation, elect- election disinformation. And then they would report to one guy who, by the way, in his email used pronouns, for what it's worth. He, him, his uh, pronouns in 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 his email signature. Um, but yeah, they had 80 FBI agents that would report to this one guy who would then pass this information on to Twitter. And then Twitter would then uh, suspend, permanently ban, or... Force them to remove the tweet for misinformation.
0: Thank you for correcting me on that. But there was at least one FBI agent that I know Elon Musk had to fire that was like the head of their one of their they, committees. Their lawyer,
1: their general counsel lawyer, was a former FBI general counsel lawyer. So he left- was. His name was Mr. Baker, right? James Baker? <laughs> yeah, james baker. Or... he He got fired from the FBI because of uh, information getting out or uh, misinformation on on uh, on Russia and the collusion and whatnot. And then he ends up showing up in a uh, over at Twitter. But um, Vigia, that's her name. Uh, and uh, you'll. Yo-Yo, or whatever his name is, that that guy I can't pronounce. Uh, Yo-Yo. Those guys, uh, Twitter, uh, Trust and Safety, were definitely running the show. And Jack probably, that guy definitely knew what was going on, but said, you know what, you deal with it because I want plausible deniability. They all should go to jail.
0: I can agree with that. And this raises up the question. Uh, I'm going to let Charlie and uh, Irish talk here in a sec. Is the, at the very least, is the FBI trying to start a second civil war? Like everything I've seen up until this point, I would say yes. Um, Charlie, your thoughts on social media.
2: Alrighty. I think the FBI is definitely trying to cause division and, they seem to have an agenda to that essentially leads more left-leaning, where they don't want anyone who disagrees with them or is a dissenter or questions them to be allowed to voice their concerns. And I think what Elon Musk is doing with Twitter and is uh, essentially releasing all these files of what's been happening over at Twitter, I think it's a start to in trying to... Get Twitter back to being, you know, a trustworthy place to just be able to talk, or just you know, just be in an on a free and open square. I would say. The thing is, like, uh, touch to essentially go back to what uh, John was saying. Uh, Jack Dorsey and all of them, they do need to go to jail because they also, they did lie in Congress and they. And I don't think they're the only, like, obviously, I don't think they're the only ones who were who were part of this. Because you've also got uh, companies like Facebook, and you've got companies like Google, who are also uh, a part of the whole public square, where people want to search for information or want to talk to other people. And Facebook has been censoring, and Google, uh, essentially what they do is, if you uh, type in keywords, they will uh, type in what they like, their trusted news sources, like CNN and stuff like that, they won't let you uh, look up anything underneath, like, beyond those, unless it's, uh, unless you really dig deep. The thing is, like, nobody really wants to, like, uh, dig deep, because how many times do you uh turn the couple of pages when you look up Google results, you know? you Normally people click on the first thing, and I'm guilty of that too, like... I've clicked on the first thing I see when I look up anything on my on the internet. It's it's like they need to they need to be investigated, they need to go to jail for censorship. And yeah, that's that's kind of my take on it.
0: Mark Zuckerberg from Facebook even came out on the Joe Rogan experience that they have like a direct line to the FBI and censoring the Hunter Biden laptop story. If that is not grounds for election interference, I don't know what is. (laughs) Amazing how well connected these people are, you know? Oh yeah. It's a revolving door. The FBI (laughs) and federal people leave the federal office. They just walk into these social media companies and they get to run the place basically uh how yeah, much and well oh, go on charlie
2: and I'm fairly sure uh uh correct me if I'm wrong if anyone else knows i'm fairly sure. sure a uh, a relative of fauci's was also on that board of misinformation over at twitter and was uh censoring uh covid misinformation quote unquote and like that that to me like I've I've had COVID before and that information was critical. So if anyone had like experiences prior to what uh to what they were uh to what they had and they were being censored for it, that's not cool. that that could have been life saving information for some people.
0: Right. I don't think I've heard about the Fauci relative, but I could also not have come across that story, I would have to double check on it. But yeah, it would not surprise me in that case. Um what are yeah, your feel thoughts? Feel free to correct. Oh feel yeah. Feel free to
2: correct me if I'm wrong. Of course. Like anyone, like just anyone in general, really.
0: Yeah, that's what this podcast is for, is so we can have these conversations and figure something out, <laughs> hopefully, maybe. Hopefully it's not just, oh, we're all doomed to a civil war. Uh, what are your thoughts Irish how much have you heard about all of this because I know you're very hands off on social media do you think it's okay for government agents who like retire or get fired from the government to work in these social media platforms actively censoring information
4: oh yeah, no on that end, but again, social media is just evil.
3: That's all I have on that end. I, like I said earlier, I don't really use a lot of the social media stuff out there, so
4: I can't really say much about it.
1: Which is like the most social media I think that Irish uses.
0: Right. Okay. How about this? Uh, after hearing like what we've spoken about all the way up until this point, does it seem like that, at the very least, the FBI is trying to sow division? Like, What are your takes on that? Do you think the FBI or other alphabet agencies are trying to sow division or start a second civil war?
4: Uh, I'm going to put it in nice terms. I don't think They are intentionally trying to set a civil a second civil war.
3: I just think that what they're doing is pissing people off because they're getting information what they think is correct information from a. a somewhat reliable resource or uh, taking away somebody's area to vent their opinion and that's taken away from
4: somebody's freedom of speech so it's not right to do that That is the best I can go with
0: okay that's fine that's fine okay so John do you have any comments on it uh, do
1: I think the FBI is purposefully starting a civil war? No, I do not. I, I do not think that the FBI is because um, those orders come from higher up. Do I think it's the big guy? Absolutely not. That guy can't even probably wipe his own ass. Um, I think a huge chunk of the censorship actually started. Uh, at the end of the Obama administration and ramped up during the Trump administration. Um, you kind of have to ask yourself, what was uh, uh, Mike, Mike Pompeo, who was uh, uh, the highest lawyer in America, what he was okay with, these government agencies that he was overseeing, by the way, um, what he was telling them. Um, So I think it's a mix of uh, bureaucrats. I think it's a mix of these people that just sit there, uh, the swamp, you could say, um, that just have their political ideals and views. But you've seen, uh, recently we've seen a wave of FBI agents going to places like Project Veritas and whistleblowing and going... Listen, they're having us look for white supremacists where there are no white supremacists. Um. One FBI agent said he was taking off sex uh, sex trafficking crimes to focus on domestic terrorism, and trying to find domestic terrorism. Um. These orders are coming from some somewhere else, and it's definitely not Biden. And, uh, I'm. I it wasn't Trump. Um, most likely, it it it's a lot of people from um, that a lot of people that were probably pushing the Patriot Act during the Bush the the second Bush administration, um, and a lot of people from the Obama administration and probably a lot from um, the Trump administration. And then that's just moved on over to uh, the Biden administration where you have a whole bunch of millennials who are running the show um, and they hate dissenting views because their ideas don't stand stand up.
2: It's all about controlling... uh... It's essentially like controlling your thoughts and what you're allowed to think. Otherwise, it's considered like a thought crime. You know what well, I'm saying?
1: No, I know what you're saying. And and again, these are all... This all goes back to education and what, what Mao had ch- these children in these public schools learn. I mean, you're talking about children... Who went to school? Their their parents were fathers, or, or, or I'm sorry, farmers, right? And they were taught that that they were bad, um, or that they were landowners. Like again, in the public education, you're turning the children against their parents. Uh, in Mao's case, it was it, it was an economic form of um, uh, <laughs> that 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 he was pushing a Marxist view, right? Whereas now it's a CRT critical race theory where it's a, um, a race-based point of view. Uh, but, but again, I think these orders are coming from, uh, somebody else because uh, it's clear Biden isn't running the show. He's, he doesn't have the cognitive ability to run a country. Uh, it's bureaucrats. It's other people that are that are pushing this.
0: The way you made it sound, it almost sounds like there is a civil war happening in the FBI and these uh, government agencies.
1: Well, well no, yeah, I'm there there, there is. It's the same thing in the military. And if um, I can almost guarantee you, uh, Seamus or uh, one of the other guests that we we tried to book for tonight that it just didn't happen. Uh, Chris deferred. Um, they would they would have told you the same thing. That the same things happening happening in the military. I mean, uh, my my buddy Chris deferred. Um, he's in the navy. They were foreseeing him. And other sailors to read, uh, Ibram X Kendi, and Robin DiAngelo. Uh, these are, you know, they're books that, you know, are are clearly racist books about hating white people, white culture, European culture, whatever you want to say. Like, uh, it it's it's changing the framing again. It's a Marx it's a Marxist argument, but you take out the economics. Because capitalism works And you replace that with race And you start a race
0: war I getcha Yeah, and that's something that People might overlook If they don't uh, hear about it Or have members in the military That the military itself is being divided
1: It's being destroyed
0: Oh, yeah with that, though, we're going to move on to an, the next topic, voting. Do you all think there will ever be an uncontested election ever again? Uh, start with Irish. Boop bop, boop pop, boop bop.
3: Okay, so when did we ever have an
1: uncontested election?
0: That is a v- valid question. Two
1: thousand four, two thousand eight, two thousand twelve, and that would be what is it
4: uncontested? Two thousand sixteen, even. Okay, and an uncontested
1: election is what? Where the well, I would I would say what Vin's trying to ask is. Um, Will we have an election where the general public, whether they are Democrat, Republican, or Independent, agree that the election was held in the highest of standards and we don't um, uh, second-guess the results? Is that correct, Ben?
0: Yeah, I would, uh, you phrase it perfectly for that. However, I do want to push back. I do think 2016 was a contested election, just like not as contested as 2020 or 2022.
4: Sure. Uh, it's possible when you could show me, you know, politicians that are worth
1: a damn no we're ta- we're talking about voting results not not the politicians themselves again
3: the only way you're going to have that happen is show the people
4: a reason to not to not
1: question it because so like 200 po- plus plus 200 plus years of counting the votes the on the day of elections? Apparently apparently it
3: doesn't matter because they've had it happen hell, I'll just pick on the Trump one. Where they had him them recount he he had them recount what two different states alone?
4: What what you're what
1: you're are you, year, are you, are you referring to
4: twenty twenty or twenty sixteen?
1: The only time Trump was in office. So, was, 20, uh, what? 2016 to 2020. So, but he went through two yeah. elections. Well, yeah, it would be the, the one that he won. Uh, be... So, 2016, oh, was even the one, 2016 was the one that he won. And, no, from my understanding, nobody contested those results except for the people that honestly believe that Hillary would win. Well, yeah.
3: So he still had somebody wanted another whole other state counted up again, and I
4: think the big one was yeah, that'd be the one because he had what two count two states
3: recounted that he should that supposedly he should have won. I think you're thinking twenty twenty. Probably where he had the landslide on a few, and then all of a sudden it turned around and went the other way.
1: Yeah, that would that would be. They wanted recounts, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong. But I believe it was Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Georgia. I think
0: that sounds Pennsylvania right.
3: sounded familiar.
0: I think that sounds right. I remember he got two of them
3: recounted. The other two got thrown out. But I don't remember. I, don't, I pretty much sleeping there in that time but um is it is it possible to happen again yes is it likely to happen not in our lifetime
5: okay
0: it sucks that <laughs> that's your viewpoint like i think it's a very valid viewpoint and it's very realistic unfortunately okay let me let me go this way
1: that's a black pill
0: it is. No, no,
1: no. I'm. A, I'm gonna I'm gonna, be, I'm gonna make this. No, no. It's. It's not. It's not. It, like it's not a wrong answer. In fact, it's probably the most correct answer. And it's just. It's we, very. We, it's very depressing.
5: <laughs>
1: it is. You're welcome for that. <laughs> so here, let me go this round right with it.
4: Then will we ever have a uh a uh president that is not corrupted
0: that's a tricky part because uh everybody and i'll use my personal opinion everybody has a different definition of what's corruption like for me i don't think trump was politically corrupt you could make the argument to me that he could be like financially corrupt, but I don't think he was politically corrupt. Again. I think he surrounded himself with bad people. Now, if you look at Biden, he's politically corrupt.
5: Well, yeah, he's been
0: an morally corrupt. Ever. Yep. So I think it's possible that we do get politicians that are not actually politicians. That may be able to change things.
3: But then again. You would have to have that person. Be strong enough against. A politician that has. Made a career out of being a politician.
0: Exactly. And I would argue that it's Trump. I'm like almost
3: taking sophomore John. Versus Trump. Or sorry let me rephrase that. Versus Biden. I would win.
0: John would win. <laughs> Biden is not a good example right now. Um. Barack Obama. Let's let's just say Barack Obama. I'm sorry, I was going with the guy that had
3: the the least chance of getting back in office right now. Again, somebody who's a career politician versus Joe Schmo who's got no understanding of politics.
1: guarantee you, you you, you you choose a guy that knows politics. You gotta have at least some understanding of, of civics and how the country was formed. Maybe again, not politics, but at but, but yeah, least a understanding. To yeah, we don't have schools that do that very much. Yeah.
0: But yeah. I actually have to agree with you, Irish. I don't think there's going to be a uncontested election again in the near future, be it presidential or midterms. I think at this point in time, The trust in our election system has been eroded so much so quickly, people cannot trust it anymore. With COVID, we have uh, mail-in ballots. People don't trust it. And I'm actually surprised that there wasn't more protests or riots when it came out that Trump lost in 2020. Which I'm actually really glad because I think all of protesting and rioting would have only made things worse, as evidenced by January 6. However, that is a rabbit hole we can go down some other time.
1: <laughs> well, but but what kind of protesting? Because legally peaceful protesting, nonviolent protesting is not a bad thing.
0: Agreed. I was referring to something similar to 2020 Antifa riots.
1: Or the, the January sixth Fed riots.
0: If you want to go there,
1: isn't that the one, <laughs> that the
3: one where when he lost, he uh, like the people rioted uh, the White House?
0: Yes, January sixth is when uh, people entered the White House illegally. Not the White
1: House, the the House and the Senate chambers.
0: Okay, might be oh. House and, and Sorry, Senate chambers. They
1: were let in by the officers
0: yes and there's evidence to support the theory that there was a inside operation and it actually wasn't trump supporters <laughs> but like i said that's a whole rabbit hole we can go down in a future episode of the podcast <laughs> but yeah ray epps. exactly look up ray epps oh yeah um charlie you've been quiet on this We want your opinions.
1: How dare you, Charlie.
0: How dare you be (laughs)
1: quiet.
2: Sorry, I'm just letting everyone voice their opinion. So, I think that if the election system is to be trusted again, first off, it's going to take a lot of work to restore any sort of uh, trust or honesty to the elections. Because that trust has just been eroded to the point where uh, people no longer trust the outcome. And we can tie this back to the online censorship where they censored the Hunter Biden laptop story where a lot of people who didn't hear about that story until after the election uh, said that had they heard that, they might, they probably wouldn't have voted for Biden because that's, that's corruption right there. And the fact that the FBI is the one that covered it really Yay. says something. And... Uh, yeah, I think if we are going to trust in our election system, it's going to take a lot of a lot of work. Oh,
5: sorry, yeah. <laughs> sorry
2: for the noise in the background. My no dogs problem. are not being not not <laughs> listening, and my sister is trying to trying to trying to get them to listen. But anyway, that's laying, my down
1: take down
2: on laying down <laughs> the law. Laying down the law. Yeah, that's my take on it.
0: I get you. I get you. And plus, uh, well, I would also like to point out, it's not a whole countrywide issue. Like, if you look at Florida, Florida, I think, did their elections perfectly. Um, but if you look at, like, Maricopa County, I believe, John, what state is that? I'm That's blanking. Arizona. Okay, I thought so. I was blanking yeah, yeah, on it. I knew it started miss miss with miss an miss A, st- but I couldn't think of it. <laughs> Alabama? Wait, Maricopa is... No, I'm kidding. It's Arizona. I was just playing with you. Okay. But yeah, like Maricopa County, which takes two, three, four weeks to count their votes. It's like, uh, for so long, you're able to count votes in one night, and that's not helping the trust with uh, our voting system, and it's only going to further divide and further... What's the word I'm looking for? Cause unrest.
1: Disenfranchise,
0: yeah that too but yeah it's gonna cause more and more conflicts when people don't trust the election system you either don't want to vote or there's going to become people that get more radicalized and might do something stupid and actually cause a second civil war with that being said uh John Did you? Did I give you a chance to speak on the subject? You haven't. Okay. But
1: I'm gonna say I want to reference the episode on voting that we did for a giant chunk of all my thoughts on this
5: process. I will
1: say to get straight to the question. Uh, no, I don't think as currently stands. No, uh, no one. We will not have another election where people don't question things. I believe there is a path forward, and that is if both independents and conservatives or Republicans adopt the same tactics as the left and far left use ballot harvesting, all those types of things get the correct people into uh, local and state and federal offices, but mostly local and state, and uh, repeal and reform their local election laws. That is one way. And there's probably Democrats, too, that would like this to have the results, which, by the way, 250-plus years we've had the results that night. Um, with the exception of very, very, very close, within you know, hundreds and thousands of votes, you know, so recounts, right? Uh, we've had the results that night. That is the way to do it. That is the way that we can unblack pill people when it comes to voting results. Otherwise, we're totally screwed.
5: I can
0: agree with that. I can agree with that. (laughs) Uh, But with that being said, we've gone through every single one of the past episodes, and basically, if y'all didn't uh, pick up what I was putting... You you broke up there really bad. Uh, Oh, that's not good. Well, basically what I was saying was we've gone through all of the past episodes, and how each episode was leading up to this episode being Civil War, and how the division is getting so crazy out there. With that being said, what could you all think could be the catalyst for a second Civil War? If we look back at the previous Civil War, it was a states' rights issue, and then you also factor in other factors like um, slavery and whatnot. But for this upcoming Civil War, if there's going to be one, what would be the catalyst? We've talked about pro-life versus pro-choice being a catalyst. We've talked about maybe uh, the pedophilia and grooming being a catalyst. We've uh, mentioned voting being a catalyst. What would be the catalyst to start an actual second Civil War? I actually want to hear John's opinions first on this. Let's go, John. Okay, um
4: well, to be fair, the
1: original the o g civil War was not just about slavery. It was also about the north with the the north the northern states withholding um, things from the South and from allowing the South to export things to the North, like cotton to the to the north to uh, produce clothes and stuff like that. So, again, it, the original Civil War was incredibly complicated. Slavery was not the... it, it Maybe it was the, the, the straw that broke the camel's back, but there were a lot of things that led up to that Civil War. What do I think is going to lead to... A current civil war.
4: Um honestly. I think it'll
1: be too late. If people don't wake up, I don't think it'll I think it'll be too late for there to even be a second civil war because there will be a Bolsheviks type revolution and the country that we know and that we love Um, will not be what it is. Um, If people don't start waking up, don't start paying attention, don't start caring, uh, not only locally, but uh, countywide and statewide, because that's where you're going to make the most um, impact. We don't stand a chance uh, because uh, these people have have dug in really, really, really deep. Luckily, we have people like uh, James Lindsay, uh, Christopher Rufo, uh, independent journalists that actually care and that are fighting against this. But if we don't start now, um. This is not going to be the same country in twenty years that I grew up in, and uh, and I and I'm I I don't want to I don't want to be black pilled on this. This is, uh, really tough. Um, Irish, you've known me for you know almost twenty years. Then you've known me for almost two years now. Uh, you know how much uh, I care and love about this country. Uh, the ideals, the beliefs that the the founders had set. Uh, before us and so for me to even say this is actually pretty tough Um, I really I really hope and pray that it doesn't come to this Uh, regardless of whether you are democrat, republican or independent if you love freedom if you love this country um, even if you disagree we have to fight for uh, we have to fight for the Bill of Rights. We have to fight for this Constitution, and um, we have to fight for the freedoms that we have, otherwise, they're gonna be gone. Um, and I just i I don't know what's gonna set it off. <clears throat> but it, it with the way the country's going, i the easy out is race, um as it seems like these people want to start a race war.
4: Um, but but
1: but in all honesty, it, minus uh, a state or states wanting to secede from the union, and the government attacking those states, that would be that would be my only other answer. And I wish I had more. I'm, I really am sorry.
0: Oh no, that was that was good in a bad way or bad in a good way or it was very depressing but i think it was needed to be said well it was
1: probably not what everyone was expecting by the time we got to this question <laughs>
0: <laughs> well you did mention a couple of times already that we're in a fifth form of civil war fifth form We've had five civil wars in this country. No,
1: no, no. No, what what I was talking about was was fifth, fifth generational warfare. That's which, what I was trying uh, I, to I, say,
0: but I stumbled over my words. <laughs> and, and
1: I probably should have kind of broken this down, but in essence, 5G warfare is um conducted primarily through non-military action it's mostly uh, social engineering misinformation cyber attacks using technology and artificial intelligence uh to um basically cause a uh, a fissure in society uh, we saw a lot of this in the 20-year war in iran and iraq in, in those areas that they try to implement this. It's a different type of Cold War, essentially. Um, but you have, you have your own government, and you have the mainstream media, and you have the entertainment industry all participating in this form of, for lack of better words, gaslighting.
0: I get you, and thank you for that clarification. All right, let's move on to Charla Brown. Are you similar with John, or do you think there could actually be a catalyst for a physical civil war, or what are your thoughts in general?
2: Well, I would say that we are kind of in the middle of the, as John put it, a 5G civil war where things are done non-militarily. But, again, that could also be used to create a physical civil war as well. Because, oftentimes, uh, if you look back at, like, uh, the falls of, like, countries, uh, the tactics employed would be to either use fear or ignorance or any sort of emotional response. Because the more emotional that you are, the less likely you are to, to think logically in the heat of the moment and as long as they can keep you in that state that makes you easy to manipulate and the only way we could get out of that is if everyone wakes up and realizes uh who's manipulating uh who's manipulating who and needs to needs to just needs to act on that We need to we do need to start caring if we are gonna keep this country because otherwise like, you know, like it can it can go downhill very fast. Like we like we've never like we've we've been um we've had like this country for over two hundred years and we if we wanna keep it, we do need to fight for it and we need to care.
0: I would like to clarify, you mean metaphorically fight. You don't actually mean fight, fight.
2: Yeah, that, that's what I meant. You, nope. you do need to, you need to speak up. You need to say something. You need to call out the lies and you need to speak the truth because that's another thing is they confuse you and they don't want you telling the truth. It's why they censor people all the time on the internet.
5: But we, why... also,
1: we also need to do things. Yeah, running, running locally, running in a county or state fashion too, Charlie. Like, I, I think that's what you were kind of getting at too.
2: Yeah, local, local, local action will essentially have a bigger impact than a lot of people think, and that's kind of what we need to do. I
0: can agree with that. I definitely can agree with that. Uh, with that being said, Irish Undead. See what I did there? I rhymed. I'm trying to make this a little more uplifting. <laughs> because hard, this hard, is hard. a very... Boy, I
1: really killed the mood. I really am sorry, everyone. You, you did, but it's true. Well, actually, I'm going to kill it so much
3: further, John, so don't worry.
1: Reep, 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 reep,
3: I have a feeling that it To touch on what John was talking about with the people needing to wake up, I don't think it's going to happen at all because I think so many people have
4: given up. I think the COVID uh, crisis for the last two years took whatever fight anybody almost had or would have had, if need be, out of them. I I don't think, if anything, if a civil war happened, it'd be over relatively quick, because nobody cares.
0: You weren't lying. You weren't lying when you said you were going to darken it even further.
1: Yeah, I I think people just stop caring. God, I, I mean, don't want them to stop caring, though. Like, I want people to fight. Like, I fight. Like, Vin fights. Like, Charlie fights. No, like, this no, 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 no. is... I'm not, right not, right I'm not arguing, I, I'm not arguing I, with that concept, but I, I think it look this way. Okay. I just I want, want people to fight.
0: You can leave a, ho- a horse to water. You can't make him fucking drink. I will force that motherfucker to drink. Family-friendly podcast, everybody. There's at least two 5 <laughs> Sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> we need, like, a I mean, curse calendar <laughs> on the streamer's podcast just, or something. I really like,
1: want people to fight. I don't want to be black-pilled. I don't like that idea.
2: We need a uh, swear car. I mean, argue with
1: gar- I mean, your concept of wanting people to fight.
3: It's, you can't force somebody to do what they don't want to do. You can't force somebody to care you can't I know. force somebody to drink I mean you, you're you going to do what you're going to do
1: I know I know
3: but at the same time I think it's the millennials are the last generation to actually give everything else after that your your generation Y your generation X I think or Z whatever it is after the millennials don't Care, they're doing everything online.
4: Okay, sophomore John and I—we can drive down to any place in town and get a job, and we not have to. We want to worry about even that.
3: There's—I've got freaking five, uh, freaking fast food places with big old signs as you drive through their drive-through saying, "Hiring now." You know, we could probably, anybody that's willing to work can walk into a place and get a job with no experience
4: within reason, you know, depending on what you're looking at,
1: you know. But, but, they, but um, they would, but anybody that wants to work can make better money than what you and I started out making when we first started working. Like, dude, I started out making more money than you did. Dude, did you, I did. I was making I was making five twenty five an hour on my first job. Seven twenty five
4: when I started working. Man, where's a four year difference between the two of us?
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Four and a half. This country. You know, so I mean, th- this country is worth fighting for. These ideals. Are worth fighting for. What the founders created is worth fighting for. But, like I was saying, like we can't—we can't make you care. But God, I, the I hope you care. Like, and again, this goes back to values. I think values, morals,
3: it, it, things that most parents are not teaching their kids. Or have given up
1: on. Yeah, and and then prior to the recording of this episode, um, Michael Knowles was on the Tim Pool, uh, Tim, uh, what, Tim Cast IRL, and he brought up a good point that I 100% agree with. Um, during the Depression, there were men standing in line for bread, and they were wearing three-piece suits with a tie and a nice shirt, nice shoes,
4: because they believed they
1: were going to be successful. Um, People, they took pride in how they looked. They took pride... And how they took care of their family, even though they were standing in a bread line during the depression. We need to uh, go back to those values, even if we disagree politically on how we we handle specific things. We got to care about our country. We got to care about our state, and we got to care about our cities. Sorry, Irish. I did, I didn't mean to.
4: Still from me. No, you're good.
3: No, in that sense, you're just adding more into it. It's helping everything out,
4: but at the same time, unless you want put people back into a depression like that, I highly doubt it's going to make a difference because you got people on making. Six figures doing
3: nothing but sitting at a computer for two hours while your Joe Schmo is doing a nine to five job and barely bringing home a thousand dollars
1: and trying to survive off that. Hey, then, where's our six figures? We're almost four hours in. Actually I'm just,
0: uh, I'm just thirty <laughs> minutes away. We have thirty minutes still.
1: <laughs> Charlie wants his paycheck. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but yeah, essentially like, you know, we can we can sit here and talk about the truth all we want, but until people internalize that and act on it, then it's it's not it's it might not happen. Like, you know. Like it could happen if people internalize it, but until that happens like, I don't see it happening unless there are people out there who actually do care.
3: Other than that's your like, older generation that are passing away?
2: Pretty much.
1: And, and so have a, The other and,
2: generation that's going to kill
1: us. Well, And have a pride and love for the country. For the founding. Yeah. For, for, for yeah, the you're... soldiers who fought for the freedoms that we have. The sacrifices that were made. Like you're an American.
2: You're an American citizen. If heck, you're, yeah. If you're, heck yeah. Heck <laughs> yeah. Like, be proud of that.
5: Well,
1: we should Can be. I mean, but they're teaching our kids not to be. They're teaching their kids they're to... Teaching kids not, they're teaching our kids not to be proud of being white. Well, no. They're, they're teaching their kids not to be proud about anything. But, um, going on that, unless irish irish unless, unless you because i know you could talk about this so uh, but if there is anything else um that you wanted to say i'm i'm actually really interested to hear what ven has to say because he's been asking a lot of questions but
3: he hasn't been answering a lot of
1: questions so let's let's uh let's go to ven to uh, answer this question and kind of tie it all together are you white-pilled, black-pilled, red-pilled, blue-pilled? Are you clown-pilled? Hmm. What about,
0: man? I'm about to start laughing really hard. Sockmo John, me. bringing the hard edge question. Okay. So, while I'm no expert in it, but I do understand a little bit about something called the Fourth Turning, I believe it's called. And that is, that is uh, every, everybody is saying that this fourth turning is going to happen by 2028. What does that mean? It goes back to the phrase, strong men create good times. I'm going to change it for uh, the gender pronoun people. Uh, strong people create good times. Good times create weak people weak people create bad times we're currently in and going to be in the bad times that being said i think i'm more white than our panelists uh because it's gonna get worse it's gonna get worse but on the bright side i do think people are more and more people are waking up um
1: If you're You're, listening to this podcast...
0: People are are more and more what? Sorry, you cut out there. Dang it, Discord! This is why we're going to be moving over to Gilded after this season. Uh, More and more people are going to be waking up. Or are waking up. Um, It's not going to happen overnight. People are still scared because they're afraid if they speak out, they're going to lose their livelihoods. Uh, They're afraid that they get active, they're not going to be able to feed their families. But more and more people are seeing what's going on from what I've been viewing. Um, I do think there's evil people out there. I do think there's politicians out there. I do think there's government agents out there. I do think there's foreign interference out there that want to see this country fall. Even fellow citizens, I believe. There are groups out there that want to see the country fall, like Antifa and BLM. But with that being said, it, it goes back to the normalcy bias. It can't happen here. It can happen here. It 100% can happen here. Our country. It is happening, it is happening here. But I firmly believe that people are stepping up. Look at what Elon Musk did. Elon Musk is not perfect. Um, But him buying Twitter threw a wrench in the plans of these people that want to see the country fall. You have down in Florida, Ron DeSantis. Huge juggernaut in the political sphere. People recognize him. People understand that Florida is a bastion of freedom at this point. Texas has gone downhill, but there are still good people in Texas. Here in Missouri, where I live, there you have Josh Hawley, and you have so many politicians that are speaking out against it. I'm sure in many other states I haven't listed, um, Katie Hobbs, and why am I forgetting her counterpart's name? John.
1: Gary Lake.
0: Thank you, Carrie Lake. <laughs> Carrie Lake is another bastion. Marjorie Taylor Green. There are, I probably got cut out there because I'm sitting here watching the Discord note green light disappear when I said that. Marjorie Taylor Green. There's people out there that are fighting. There are even younger generations are fighting. Um, me and Charlie Brown, are part of younger generations. We understand what they're going through. We are fighting. We're not physically fighting. We're not going out in the streets and setting fires to places that we disagree with. We're doing things like this podcast. We're taking advantage of alternative media's like Rumble. Rumble is expanding like crazy. They have the potential of overthrowing YouTube. Another huge bastion of censorship. Um, I can go on and on. I want.
1: Just imagine those files, <laughs> those Twitter files in YouTube and in Facebook.
0: Oh, if, oh I would pay to see those. Uh, if Twitter is as bad as it's been revealing, it's, I'd hate to see Facebook and YouTube. But more people are waking up. You just have to speak out. It's going to be uncomfortable. You're going to be thrown in interesting positions that you might be uncomfortable in. You're going to probably lose friends on it. By the same time, me speaking out, the reason why I've started streaming, the reason why I want to start this podcast and get it off the ground, I know I'm going to be losing friends over it if I haven't already. But I would have never found people like Sophomore John like Irish Undead, like Charlie Brown, like Wibbit Guy, like so many of our other guests, I would never have found them. We would have never been able to create a community that is fighting back in our own way. And what I want to leave our viewers off with on the season finale of whatever we're going to wind up naming this podcast, because who knows what we're going to be naming this podcast. Uh, at this point is that find your way to fight if it means going to your family members just bringing up these conversations oh hey did you hear about this child friendly drag show yeah here's a video of a man dressed up as a woman walking around with a box on his chest and boobs on the inside for children to see what do you think of this do you think this is okay that may change somebody's opinion. Irish Undead, for instance, one of the reasons why we wanted him on this episode out of all of them is because he isn't familiar with as much as what's going on as Sophomore John, Charlie Brown, or I am. All it takes is just mentioning it to somebody. Get their curiosity up. Ask them, what do you think about selling your information over to China? If you're on TikTok, that's what you're doing don't trust me look up the facts look up what's going on here in the united states on tiktok versus over there are you Uh, i don't see this much for you
3: being ignorant has been safer than anything else
0: being ignorant is safe but it's not gonna preserve the country it's not gonna preserve freedom of speech it's not gonna preserve the second amendment the list goes on and on and the government in these people that are on the, I don't like doing it, but on the far left, these Antifa people, Black Lives Matter, is, I can go on and on. <laughs> it's not, they're not going to stop. They're willing to lose everything to get their points across. They're willing to lose everything to change this country.
1: They hate us
0: yes and
1: like and by the way then you're fairly moderate oh you yeah would be, you would be considered a slightly left to center or a blue dog democrat in the 90s 100. you're not a you're not a conservative
0: no i'm not religious whatsoever um right. i'm more agnostic i don't want to go down that rabbit hole because we're probably gonna have stop cutting me out discord I am not religious whatsoever and I don't want to go down this rabbit hole right here right now cuz we've been going for 3 hours and 40 minutes. But yeah, um
1: the only thing you want to conserve is the bill of rights, the constitution and a great American way of life. Exactly. And I I think all of us
0: want that. 100%. And I think we can do it. I Let me rephrase that. I know we can do it, but people are going to have to get uncomfortable. You're going to have to put yourselves out there. You're going to have to go talk with your friends. You're going to have to risk losing friendships. If they're willing to quit being your friend because of it, they weren't your friends. <laughs> but in the end, I think we can fix this country. And I think we can... Be successful. Does anyone oh, want one, uh... to... That.
1: I love that, brother. <laughs> I can do that. And by the way, in the, in the famous words of uh, Project Veritas, be brave. Do something.
5: You
0: can do it. We here at the whatever is going to be our name podcast believes in you.
1: Enter your name here, podcast. Exactly.
0: Take... Take do that it. leap of faith. Take it. We can't. We're opening doors for you. Go on YouTube. Create videos. Go on Twitch. Become a streamer. Go. Join our community. Exactly. Granted, that sounds bad, but.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Even if you disagree with us, but you, you want, want to have a good conversation.
0: Yes. Conversation is the whole reason I want to start this podcast. Screw. Cancel. Culture. I want to end it on there. (laughs) I want to end it on there. That I agree with. Screw. Cancel. Culture. With that being said...
3: All damn night, it's actually (laughs) agreeable.
0: (laughs) (laughs) With that being said, I want to wrap up this video. Charlie Brown, Irish Undead, Software John, do any of you want to say any last things or are we good to wrap up?
1: Let's wrap it up, boss. Good night, folks.
0: (laughs) Hey, you all still got to do the outro. (laughs) And because I forgot to mention it in the intro, make sure you fact check us. Uh, We're a bunch of random people on the internet that found each other through Twitch, Rumble, whatever you want to call it. We very well could have information wrong. We very well could. So just fact check us.
1: I'm perfect. I'm never wrong. No, I'm kidding.
0: Shut up, John. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> all right i uh, sort of cut you off there charlie brown did you want to say anything before we start the out start the out start the outro i keep seeing the green disappear from my name
2: uh yeah so i'm charlie brown 642 i am a gamer over on rumble i post content on there you can also find me on gab truth social gilded and locals And if you want to check out any gaming episodes, like gaming episodes, currently I'm going through Pokemon Scarlet at the time of recording this, and a couple of other games, Uh, go ahead and check out my channel over on
0: Rumble. And don't forget about the other podcast you're on.
2: Oh, yes. And I'm also sometimes on the horror movie podcast called Beware the Moon. It's run by my sister and. We talk about horror movies and stuff. I forgot what episode we did last, but I do know that at some point, uh, we actually reviewed a haunted house that we went to, which was very fun.
0: Excellent. Alrighty. Irish underscore undead. Your turn for an outro. What do you want to promote?
4: 498645.
1: Eight, I have nothing to promote, sir. Not even your Twitch channel? Not really. Alrighty
3: then. Just it just does it for the fun of it, and if people join, uh, show up and decide to stick it out and or join, that's fine with me. I don't do it. For anybody other than myself, out of
1: enjoyment.
0: That's a good I'll one. follow him anyway. Yeah, But that's a find good way the, to do
1: the it. the links in the description.
0: Yes. Okay. Oh. All righty, John.
1: <clears throat> and uh, I am your co-host, Sophomore John. Um, you can find me on Twitch, YouTube, Rumble, uh, Twitter, Twitter. Um, Gilded, uh, Sophomore John, S-O-P-H-M-O-R-E-J-O-H-N. I just wanted to uh, thank uh, Vin Tornado for an awesome and incredible year of doing really fun podcast, for being a great friend. Um, And I want to thank all of the guests that we had this year who are amazing and incredible. Uh, Thank you so much for just a few moments of your time. Um, And tonight, uh, Charlie, it's always a pleasure and so wonderful to hang out with you. Uh, Also, uh, those of you listening, uh, uh, make sure you bug Charlie and his sister to get me on that horror podcast, that horror movie podcast, because I'd love to hang out with both of them. Um, Also, to one of my closest, dearest uh, friends, Irish, Um, I really, really appreciate you. Uh, Thank you so much for being a a part of this. And um, even though uh, this won't be uh, going out exactly when we record it, uh, a big shout out and a happy birthday to my friend in the Navy, Chris Deferred. Happy birthday, brother. Uh, You are also a wonderful and amazing person. And uh, thank you, everyone. And then, most importantly, thank you so much for having me. It means a lot
5: yep
0: of course thank you for accepting my offer as being my co-host and i hope you're ready because next season yeah well technically next year but you'll listen to this in like the first few weeks of 2023 we're going to be going into a weekly format um we're not going to have three guests every episode because uh, <laughs> uh yeah it's a difficult to find guests sometimes but yeah we're definitely going into a weekly format after this episode airs as for me i am ventor and can be found on most alternative platforms under the name ventornado that is v-e-n-t-o-r-n-a-d-o that includes, but not limited to, Minds, Gab, YouTube, Rumble, and Gilded. Gilded is an alternative platform to Discord that is better in almost every way. Uh, for Twitch, just slap on a 1 at the end. So that's Ventornado 1. And you will find me there. Thank you to everyone who tuned in. And a special thank you to our guests. We are out. We did it. Yes.